kick it off. Well, here we are. I'm feeling amazing. I had a mind-bottling weekend, and uh, my buddy Bradley was there with me. Got to meet my mom. Uh, got oh, to. Snap. You were in ceremony with her. I said he was right her. next to her. Yeah. Oh snap! So you got See, the fool. You always end up in ceremony next to like people that are connected to you, or there's something to learn from. Like it's always interesting who pops up because it's like out of out of thirty, forty people, it's like you know you end up there's a couple people that you end up you know it's like oh shit, there's too much there. Like how is that? Like it's just beautiful so this ceremony was held in the in the year that's out in the out yeah. in the ways yeah the one you went and saw Dang. um it's the best place ever it's so beautiful having a dedicated space that is only for that you know what i mean it stays yeah. sacred it stays special it's beautiful it's like i love laying there and looking up at that ceiling like in the geometry of the space and yeah all the magic it's uh it's a good spot something man. else <clears throat> so you've uh how many times have you sat in in uh, Aya ceremony, more I than you can count. Yeah, more than I can count. Okay. This past year, I started a year ago. Um, a year ago, I finished it off the year mark uh, on Valentine's Day. Okay, and it's been an amazing journey. So, how did you? How did you hear the medicine? How did the? How did the whole journey kind of start as far as Aya goes? Um, so my army brother, who I started with in the eighty second. Um, Pretty much drugged me to my first combo ceremony. I had no idea what I was getting into. And then um, from there, I met Eduardo, my teacher, and uh, my mentor, my colleague in combo. And uh, then like a week later, I went to ayahuasca. So it was like a whole planned out thing. Okay. You know, first is combo, then it was ayahuasca. And then I sat for three nights and I had some amazing experiences. You went right into three nights? Mm-hmm. Nice. Dang. I mean, I kind of slept a lot the second night because I was so, like, my mind had a hard time processing the first night. So, like, I was really tired, and um, the medicine just put me to sleep. Sometimes the medicine will give you what, you know, not all the time the medicine will give you what you need, and I needed to sleep. And then the third night, I had incredible breakthroughs, like, really profound, like, divine stuff. And uh, I've been working on myself since then, and uh, working on myself physically, mentally, spiritually, in the medicines, uh, doing combining jujitsu and combo and ayahuasca together, kind of just like the mind, body, and spirit uh, treatment. You know, it's been amazing. And uh, so, how did uh, let me let me ask you a question? How does that integration work from going, you know, from military? right (laughs) like you know this is i i hope you knew that this was the direction i was going to come with it because it's it's not it's not my background but it's like i can i'm just like how does that all tie together man somebody that goes straight from military life you know very much in the body in the world in society in the system right deep in the system and i can imagine how embedded your mind must have been into that you know into that system but then to discover combo you know a a a frog, you know, extract or medicine, fucking frog medicine, dude. And so like, so tell me, like, I got to hear about that. Like, sure. what was that like? Um, it was not easy. Um, and it wasn't like a quick transition either. Um, I was going through a lot. I carried traumas, uh, through my whole life and, um, you know, got compounded in the military as well. And it was an outlet for my anger. And like, they gave me, they, they gave me an op- not an opportunity, but they, 
they gave me a direction to channel my anger. And what I was perceived in at the time was a healthy outlet, but it wasn't. And um, ironically enough, the army is what brought me to the medicine. Okay. Uh, through my my uh, the friendships and bonds that I created in the in the army and the airborne with uh, some of my close brothers. Uh, shout out to Ulysses Lopez. Uh, shout out. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's been a rock in my life and been always been uh, inspiration for me in the military, in jujitsu, and now in the medicine. Um, he brought me to my first combo ceremony and he sat next to me with another veteran, uh, for ayahuasca for the first night. And then it was like training wheels off and I was kind of on my own, which was good. And that's what we do with the eye mission. Like we bring veterans to the medicine. So like through, through my journey in the army and the connections, the people I found there were, there were genuinely good people that I have long lasting life lasting uh, relationships with, uh, we went to the med- like they brought me through to the medicine, and it was just an alternate form of healing for me because I've tried everything in the in the VA, counseling, you know, like my first month out of the army, I like, man, I uh, ended up in jail for thirty days because uh, I was not deprogrammed. And the army programs you, you know, the infantry, they program you and program you to be this one way, and then they 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 can boot you out just as quick with no deprogramming and they're like mm-hmm. you're on your own and it took me about six years to find my find my path or my journey yeah. um being homeless and couch surfing uh traveling uh i f- you know i went to san francisco and trained and used my gi bill out there just kind of messing around in school but I, I mean i was i found my love for jiu-jitsu again in there and um but nothing from my mental like it was only doing so much i i combined three for me and that brings me to like a state of nirvana. It's like really amazing stuff. Um, the last, not this weekend, I took a break. I've had a, four weeks in the medicine, like in different medicines, from Bufo to LSD to uh, to ayahuasca, and I've been doing combo between and like jujitsu, and like I did jujitsu combo and ayahuasca one day, and it was like that night in the medicine was so amazing. Wow, like I, I you wouldn't believe the journey I had, if I told you it was, it was, um, it was very deep. And then I didn't purge in the medicine. Like the medicine just sits inside of me now, like the ayahuasca. And like, unless I get a really strong dose when I, I ask for one, but even the purge isn't like, I've cleared so much, like working on myself and using the medicine to get like, to find like inner peace is a very meditative type of medicine. Mm-hmm. You know? And like I didn't, the first time I found inner peace was in ayahuasca. It was amazing. I didn't think it was underneath everything. Like, it was a storm inside of me. And, like, it was really good to find out that I can achieve that state of mind. You know, it's it's really life-changing. Damn, man. So it sounds like, uh, you know, through this through this medicine and through this healing, you had this, uh, was it, you, you know, you say inner peace. Was that more of, like, uh, like a a letting go of all of the, of the past traumas? Was it you being able to detach from all that? Or was there something like something, uh, that you can put into words for other veterans that, that, you know, maybe listening that are like, okay, I get that you discovered this inner peace, but how, you know, like, you know, it's may not be able to put it into words, but I'm just, I'm picking the brain just because I love, I love hearing stories like this. Sure. Um, so like 
you have to like s- surrender to the medicine and like go on your journey that it takes you and it'll take you to some dark places too. But you'll find out like, it's just like a, you find self forgiveness and forgiveness for others. And, and you realize that things are just not like the, the worldly things that we carry around and on us all the time are really not, um, they're really not significant in our, in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. you know? And like, you get a good ego death and I, I, I believe in my practice like um that we are like seeing the next world over or we're we're being touched by divine spirits all over us and it's just what I see. The the medicine is from the earth and it's here to give us a message. You know, that's how I believe in the medicine and I come with that reverence with the medicine. I uh I, my intentions are, you know, working on myself and like you know, finding love for myself and others. Like I used to just be angry at everything, you know, just carry that around. And I project that energy on other people. And, and you know, it's it's a good way to, to wash it all away, like a, a spiritual cleanse, if you will. Like, yeah. Was that <clears throat> your first ceremony coming in? Did you feel like you had a clear intention or was it more like you were just like, just help, like, you know, was it specific? Did you feel clear about your, did you understand the importance of the intention at the beginning? No, I didn't yeah. understand the importance of it, but, um, the initial intention, the first night I remember specifically was, um, just to be open to what the medicine has to show me. Yeah, that was a my, good place to yeah, stay. Yeah, that's a good, and then the end of it, I was doing hop with the intention of, as in the ceremony was closing was, uh, the inner strength to do what I know that I need to do to work on myself because it's not just the medicine and just the magic cure. You have to do the work when you get out of the medicine and become a better person through the, through the, through the checklist that you might get from from it. Like apply that, apply those, those teachings as you're, as you're moving along. Something, something that I, you know, I notice a lot in, you know, with I or any of these medicines, if the intention isn't there, if you're not really, if we're not really willing, ready, and like ready to be brave, (laughs) you know, it could just be a light show. It could just be, you know, I still believe that, you know, Madre is always working in you somehow. It's like she's planting seeds or whatever. But like once we start, the more we work with it, you start to understand like what questions to ask, you know, you know, where to, you know, what, how to come, how to show up to get the most healing out of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's not like, Oh, help me understand why I can't afford my car payments or some shit. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like, you know, really getting to the root of things. And I think the Madre is super, uh, you know, she's just excited for you. She's yeah, I like, can, she's like, I'll, I can get you part way, <laughs> but you, you know, gotta, you gotta you, come with it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta come with it. Like, or, you know, or, you know, you get what you get, what you put into it kind of. And I, I think it's such a brave thing to do. That's something I say to everybody, you know, it's just like, man, thanks for showing up. Yeah. You're here. Like the fact that you're here, like fucking you're bold, you're brave. You super it's courageous. Easy. It's not easy doing the medicine and, and, no. and sitting through three nights. It's, it's a test. It's pretty rough or it can be. I mean, the experiences in the medicine are good, but like three nights of, of that is a little intense and, uh, you know, people just getting into the doors. It's just like I feel like in jujitsu, just walking through the door. You're as long as you can get through that door, and once you uh, go through the the whole ceremony, you'll, you'll be feel better afterwards. Like at first, you might be resistant, but afterwards, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm glad. I did this. Glad I did it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it reminds me of a 
um, a part in a book that I'm reading. Um, it says uh, the seed of the strife lies in the attempt alone. You know, uh, just in the attempt, you're uh, you're um, you're already generously considering that you deserve this, whatever it is that you're going through. But the hardest part, the biggest part for us, the most you know conflicting part is is just attempting sometimes you know just going and having the courage to do it you know is is where a lot of a lot of the you know fears lie but once we get past that it's like oh man i'm glad i'm going through this shit i'm glad i'm learning this yeah and and it's such a huge leap because it's like it's kind of binary it's like either like yes or no and then once you choose yes to it the seeds planted and you're your path is our, you're like in another dimension now you're on a new path. You're, yeah. you're, you're shifting into that n- different reality. That's going to bring you closer to your higher self. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's been unfolding over four years, you know, and I look back and it's like, man, it's just been like, you know, epiphany after, after epiphany. And it's like, it never ceases to amaze me. Like I always gives back more than I can even imagine. Like I'll have an intention and the first time I went to the Peru, I had like, I had a page of intentions. Really? I, I spent so much time on it, bro. Like, cause they, you know, I think I, you told me about that. Yeah. And I spent, I, I made this beautiful picture and I wrote it all out and I spent so much time. I put so much energy and you better believe she was watching and she was like, all right, you said you wanted it. You said you want to step into your power. That's still unfolding right now. This stuff happening right now in my family with my mother and my sister like that, the, those seeds were planted long ago you know? And, uh, I just, am always blown away. It's like this last weekend I was, you know, I was hopeful cause my mom was showing up and I could tell she was showing up ready. You know, I could tell she was texting me leading up to it and she's like, I feel like I'm already in it. You know, she was fasting and she started communicating with the medicine already. And then, so I knew it was going to be big, but then like right after we left, she's like, after we left the second night, she stayed second and third night. She's like, yeah, I'm moving to Tucson. <laughs> she's like, yeah, uh, I love your dad now. Uh, you know, like, oh, my life's beautiful now. Like she, it's amazing. The compassion, the the gifts that we can get once we open up our hearts. And I think lots of times it takes like, it takes a lot of pain to get there. It's easy to choose the easy way out. It's easy to choose the old thing and the patterns. And it's like, and until someone is ready for something different, you know, Probably not going to choose something like ayahuasca because ayahuasca is a, it's a huge leap of faith. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yo, I have a, I had a question and another question that came up about, um, when you guys were talking about, uh, something, but the question is what was, what was kind of the biggest question that came that you were like facing when you were first kind of going through like the transition from, uh, from coming out of that military and not having the proper, you know, education or deep programming to going back to civilian life and, and then discovering the medicines, like were there some big questions or was there one big question that you were like, how the fuck can I understand this? Or like, what, what was the biggest thing that kind of impacted some of the changes, you know, like the jumping into jujitsu, like I, that's another thing I'm really fascinated about. I love, I love the, I love martial arts and I have family that are big jujitsu guys. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm already, I'm like, all right, let's hear about that too. Um, It's funny. I started doing jujitsu in Afghanistan in 2007 and as self-defense, we do classes. 
Um, and so I've always had a love for it. I've always been, it, it's an expression for me. It's, um, it's my way to safely express myself in form of combat that's safe for people. It's a safe sport. You don't have, you don't always, you know, sometimes accidents happen, but it's not a sport where you like are, are like bashing each other's heads and it's yeah. a sport where you're like grappling. It's almost like a handshake or a hug. Yeah. Yeah. Racing. So I love, I love that. That's, that's part of it. Um, Let me ask I, you this. Did you, were you, were you pretty violent growing up? Like, I, you said you said that you had a, a lot of anger that you were looking to channel, and yeah. mil- you thought the military. I was the military pretty violent was, growing up. Were I, you big big into fighting? Like, um, I was given up for adoption twice, and I oh, shit. I was in group homes of foster homes, so fighting was part of the culture. Okay, in, in the group homes, it's just a bunch of teenage kids who nobody wanted. Like, <laughs> dude, what do you think we're gonna do? <laughs> yeah, we talk crap to each other, and we we went to blows because you know we didn't know how to behave we didn't have a family to, to upbring us and yeah the structure you know fighting was big back then um yeah i i threw my first punch when i was like five. Oh, damn <laughs> i broke somebody's nose right outside of a bus stop on the way to school for no reason i i was surrounded like i yeah i've had a pretty i've had to fight a lot um what allowed know. you to what allowed you to kind of get that anger under control like and I know, and you know, you may still have uh, triggers. You know, when you come around, you know, come across people or going out in the world, like you may have triggers still. But what is what's kind of the? Well, I, there was one time in my life where my whole life was immersed in combat, from the job that I held in the infantry yeah. to the shit that I watched, the stuff that I watched. You know, to the energy that I was putting into myself was all around combat. You know, I didn't even realize that my, my ex-girlfriend at the time mentioned, like, everything about you is combat. I'm like, oh. So, <laughs> um, 360, around my whole life, nothing but, like, fighting and, and from the media to to the job to training. So, like, I'm kind of burned out. And not really because, so it's, I have, how do I put this? Jiu-jitsu is a safe way for me not to expel to expel that energy and not get caught up in the stuff outside of that map because there's a certain there's an honor there's respect and there's a spirituality process to it there's a mutual respect I'd like to think I mean of course people come on there with egos but like you know th- th- that right there I don't have to like so if somebody starts something with me on the streets I, I can just walk by because I know that I'm trained and I don't have to do like I don't have to pay attention to that so I don't really get triggered. Um, I was trained, though, to be a pit bull on a leash in the Army, and um, that took a lot of hard, like, lessons in life, like, after the Army. Like, you can't. Civilians are a different kind of, in a good way. They're different. But they're also scared easier. They're, like, in the Army if you fought in the barracks. Like, that was just in the barracks. And, like, you know, we buried it there. But like you know, people, you're gonna go to prison, dude. If you, if you, yeah. if you, you know, even if they test you, you like, you have to know, like, it's just a being a self awareness, and that comes with like work, meditation, medicine, and um, a different outlook on life, which is what the medicine did for me. It changed my outlook, and I wanted to be a warrior of light. Now I'm a warrior of light. I protect others. I'm not out to hurt anybody. I serve medicine to people, and it's beautiful to watch 
the transformation. So like, I feel like I bring the light now, but like deprogramming, it was like a lot of hard lessons in life. Like burning all the bridges I had, uh, going solo, running from my problems, even if it was like moving away or whatever, um, blaming others and not taking responsibility and all that stuff just through the medicines, it was help help me deprogram it. I feel like the, the, the AYA is a, is a place to go to get deprogrammed from the military. Yeah. It's a perfect place. And I've watched it work on other veterans, not just me. And, uh, I think we've gotten seven veterans out there. A couple of them were suicidal and, um, but the medicine is so strong that most of them only want to do one night. You know, it's really hard to, to do three nights, especially with all the work we have to do. They have, they need time to process, but eventually yeah. they come back. I have a question. Uh, so, cause we mentioned, we were talking about jujitsu and you invited me to like, to show me some things. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. And here's my, uh, I'm, what I'm curious about. I, I'm somebody who's like, I've had a lot of anger but I've never channeled it that way. I'm much, I'm very in my head. I'm very passive. Like I've acted out, but in very different types of indirect manipulative. Right. And so for somebody like me, I've never been trained in any kind of formal, you know, any kind of combat training. It's all like completely not, you know, my thing, like I'm very pacifist and it's just not my thing. But for somebody like me, I'm curious you know, is this type of thing for those who are kind of born with this kind of physical nature that that's, they need this physical expression or is there something for everybody in jujitsu? Now, nowadays I would say jujitsu is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of people who practice jujitsu. You have the competition side of things. I dabble a little bit of that and there's the hobbyists. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's the the nerds like me that are like just fascinated by this this art form that um South American in nature as well, like yeah. ayahuasca and combo, like they kinda like are all from that That's same. so cool. And I'm you saying that just I'm like, Oh ding. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fucking true. It's a, it's a trinity of I'm telling you, I yeah. feel like it, like, and I've been looking up, like, places in Brazil, like, there's, like, all kinds of frog gyms out there. Team really? S- Team Sapo is one of them. It's like, whoa. If I ever get my butt to Peru, which I plan on, like, because I, I want to go You somewhere. will. Yeah, I, I want to drop in, or even Brazil, like, I want to drop in and check out one of these, like, it just be, it's the mecca of jiu-jitsu for me. It's, like, where it all started for me. Like, that's the birthplace of it. It'd be really cool to do jiu-jitsu combo and ayahuasca in Brazil or <laughs> Peru. Yeah. <laughs> like that'd be, that would be like, yeah, that'd be amazing. So tell us, uh, tell us more about combo. Tell us more about, uh, well, I know Nate knows. We haven't talked too much about combo yeah, we, in here. I like think. tiny bit. Yeah. So, so. Sure. Share what you can share. Uh, um, so combo is a secretion from the giant green tree monkey frog. Um, and it, it is the polymedusa bicolor, and it is a what? That's the scientific name. Scientific name. Scientific name. Got name. Um, Say it again one time. Polymedusa bicolor. Polymedusa bicolor. Guardian. Okay. Uh, leaf guardian. Also. Leaf guardian. Vaccina okay. de floresta, uh, the vaccine of the forest. It's also known as warrior's medicine and hunting magic. 
and um and covid killer shit <laughs> bro this is it gets me excited when i learn more about this stuff because he's already told me about combo showed me this you know the burn scars and the fucking you know the warrior the warrior scars right certainly so certainly i'm like i'm really excited about this because this for me like it's all about like this experience right here of like learning something discovering something new and then finding out how that applies to like the body and what energies I can integrate, you know, with with this stuff. So I'm like super like out of it when it comes to this shit and I get giddy and I get excited when I hear about it. So, all right, explain. Go. Sure. I have been in combo really deep uh, this past year, probably more. No, more so than ayahuasca. I've done combo. It's really my medicine everybody has their own like favorite medicine whether it be bufo lsd or ayahuasca mine is combo um it's not an easy medicine to sit with it's a challenge um so i have done all kinds of different experiments concerning my diet concerning mixing it with different medicines i've done what they call combufo which is combo before bufo i've done combo before ayahuasca and then in between ayahuasca um The medicine itself is like, the best way I can describe it is it's a detoxification of the body and it's a hard reset for the nervous system and the mind and it's, and for the spirit as well. It's just one of those medicines that'll get you to a calm, calm state afterwards, a beautiful state and your body is like getting rid of everything it doesn't need from energy to toxins. Mm -hmm. Um, It has certain um, properties that... I can I don't have my book in front of me, but it's um, peptides. Uh, there are many many different peptides that go throughout the body, and like scientists, they synthesize these peptides and they use them. They isolate them and they use them. This is a natural way to get those peptides in your body kicking around and working without having to do any of the like, like synthesized stuff. Mm-hmm. This is all natural. The um, the story of combo um, is very interesting. Um, there's there's a legend of combo that goes something like this the in the Amazon long time ago in a land far far away from here <laughs> um, a shaman was a healer was the villagers got sick and the healer tried everything he could to heal the villagers and everything he tried just wouldn't work and so he went on an ayahuasca journey. And he had the vision of the frog and how to use the frog, how to gather the medicine and what to do with it. So through the ayahuasca, through the medicine, they told him how to do it. So he went out and he called the, the frogs. They don't catch them. It's not like hunting them. They, they mm-hmm. call the frog out and the frog surrenders itself to you. It comes to you. and They they call it and the frog comes to you. Mm-hmm. And they grab, they take the frog and they humanely, they, they uh, nowadays they mark the frog with rope. So they know not to over milk them, but they take the frog medicine and they put it on a stick. They the secretion, they collect it, and you take the medicine and you mix it with water. And the old, 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 old time way is mixing it with spit. But we mix. Yeah, they did. Like, they, they did that for us in Peru. Yeah, they oh, mix it with go. spit. Yeah, your, your yeah, own, you spit, your on own the spit. Yeah, your own. Oh, your own spit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, did they spit on yours? I think they spit on it. Did it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so, yeah, I haven't had the opportunity to, oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> so, um, 
Now I might have changed my mind. Now I'm jealous. Well, you know, I need to. They call the Jones effect. Where am I going? There you go. <laughs> okay. So uh, the the shaman who had a vision of the frog, he went and called the frog, and the frog came to him, and he he did what he what he learned through the medicine, and he put him he opened the gates up, and he put the medicine on him, and all the villagers got sick really bad at first, <laughs> and then they were better. <laughs> And that is the legend so told to me by my my first combo practitioner. Okay, so I I never heard that. I had heard something about that, but I didn't know that it came through ayahuasca. Yeah, the That's vision through cool. ayahuasca. Yeah. So that it's like these medicines are working together. Yeah. I'm. I have a quick question for you. I'm curious. So like for me, working with Bufo and I, I start to get a really feel for the energy of these medicines, like understanding the energy of the jungle and Mother Earth, right? And then with Bufo, it's like understanding the toad, understanding like in that medicine, I feel like I'm becoming the toad and I understand that perspective and that, that ancient knowledge and like just that it's hard to describe, but I'm curious, like if you were to describe the energy of the, that, that frog that the combo, like yeah, what yeah, that yeah. feels like. Cause you've been working with it for a while, you said, right. Yes. And that was something I was going to ask you too. If you have like, <laughs> kind of like a, a general foundation of like the sensations you kind of cycle through on, in reaching, you know, whatever that experience is that Bufo let you reach and then slowly coming back down to you know it's funny you say that bufo shot me beyond the madre to the light and then i came back down and it was just chilling with the madre yeah that's that's they serve very different purposes right so that's that's yeah yeah. so i i I gotta hear they're almost you know opposing yin and yang kind of thing right because that's what to me bufo (laughs) is very masculine it's like the light it's very light it's kind of like here's everything you know what I mean? It's very still. It's very focused. It's like fucking, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> the words are so difficult. Yeah, but what's, I got to, I, because I <laughs> haven't tried combo, I've gotten like, I always, you know, and I want to know as much as I can about something before I, you know, dip my toe in. But it's like, when I'm hearing things about this, it's like I'm dipping my toe in little by little. And when I really jump in is when I, when I build the courage to say yes to it. Right. right. So, Combo is a hallucinogen, so right? Are you aware of that? That it's not a hallucinogen. I see. So no, I did not I know that. So, so it's more sensational, medicine. right? Or it's a. It's not a medicine that you have fun in. Yeah. Per se, it's Anna does. <laughs> see, knowing I have Anna, had fun in it. Anna I've loves seen, it. Yeah. She sits there with it and she's like, "Yeah, no." And she pukes and it's like, <laughs> that, woman, like, that woman. That woman's a tank, bro. <laughs> I don't know. She's there magical. Are, there are people who I have experienced fun with it. I'm, and Anna, as you said, it's possible that you, to get such a connection with the medicine that you can like sing in it and like you can talk and then you make a joke or something and then like kind of lighten. Not me. <laughs> yeah. See, Dude, and I was like humorless. See, like, and people you're ex- trying to like help me and I'm just like, fuck you. It's no. a challenge. <laughs> So you're you were telling me about about your first Bufo experience and how it was Bufo? you know yeah Bufo okay. the, yeah, yeah. the experience how it was like crazy because you ended up with like you know scratches on your face and like dude, my you know, whole body was beat up yeah dude and I you said, threw myself all over the room and right shit. concrete floor yeah oh wow. and so but yeah. my experience was really different and I may not have had as uh, as much of a dose as you had but I was like uh, chill serene, good facilitator like, yeah that's a great you know. 
but see, this is what I want to know about like the energy there... in the room, the energy in the space is so important yeah. with this stuff. So I want to know if I could maybe, you know, feel good with this hot it's shit. It's all about you know? the like, intention too. Like if you were throwing yourself across the room, you're probably working some cra- like some energy out of oh, you. Oh like yeah. You probably I mean, it was like, what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like the practitioner is a big deal in, in that as well. Um, I had something, but I forgot it. I apologize. No. Wait, so I want to hear, go, uh, like, describe what you feel like the energy of combo is. Like, yeah. if you were to describe oh. that, like, <laughs> it's um, and talk about the administering. So, like, one when it's when when you burn, one how long it takes to time, feel. Yeah, on, okay. all right, all right, I can't. Got, I got plenty. Of I can't answers. help it. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the f- sensation of combo is like a um, hotness. It's like. Um, how do I start? It's just a feeling of nauseous, like your heart thumps, your brain can thump with your heart in in sync. Uh, The first time you're just like, what the heck is going on? And you just want to get the purge out. It's, it's, it's really hard to explain. It's like nothing you've ever experienced. So explaining it is like, you just have to do it. Right. Like all this stuff. That's it. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, you know, as much as I've done it, I really... I say the same thing about Bufo. Yeah. I've I've sat with Bufo a bunch of times. And, like, people ask me about it, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> you're going to have to try it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll tell you the after effects of it. Because the process... The process of... of receiving combo and then sitting with it and then purging and then all that is is it's a journey in its in itself and it's it can be different for others um you know it's like you you come up with your own connection to the medicine when you're mm-hmm. in it you know i can't describe my process yeah, because yeah, it's my own sense. connection i have this like yeah makes really sense. interesting connection with it and there are times where it's really gentle and it's like fun and just like, Oh, I just couple purges and I'm good. There's times where it's like, Oh, how long have we been in this? Eight minutes. Oh, I can't like no more. Like, but you, you know, do you serve it to yourself? Yeah, I have. Oh, I, I've served it to myself dry. I don't know if I could do that. I need another person that's like, dry. that's holding me no accountable. Water. So oh, no water. Snap. I give myself three points. No in San water. Bay with no water. Bro, see, I didn't see. Once you, I didn't know water was part of it. That's okay. So in Peru, water is like the, Brazil, the thing that pulls it out. There's a know? soup they have that you can drink that helps you purge. In Peru, also they give it to you with no water, and then when you pass out from the combo, they throw you in the river. Oh shit! And that's how you wake up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, when you pass it's out, oh. no, no so floaties. You, so you don't no want that floating. one. So <laughs> did you want that style? Like? No, I no. want to do that. Whatever that is, I want to do think, that. I think it'd be fun to wake up in the river from combat. <laughs> I think, hell yeah, you know, like you're throwing like, up so you much. Have a swimming pool, so we could try that technique. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. horrifying. So the good thing about, uh, well, the thing about combo is like. 
we breathe in toxins in, from the air. We ingest things all around us that's not good for us. Like this social construct that we have created, the McDonald's, the Starbucking it, the, the illusion. The illusion. Yes, exactly. I love that. The illusion that we have created in this society is not real. And these medicines break that away and bring you to your highest self and into your heart space. And that took a long time for me to even understand, even how to hold space. Like I went from taking combo the first time in February to going to learn how to serve it in July. And that was a quick, like, yeah, I jumped in head first, but that's my style of things. Always jump in head and first. And it's your medicine. Yeah. And combo is my jam. Yeah. It's a challenge. And I get, everybody gets nervous before it's such a, um, it just depends. Like it's just a process. I serve combo on Monday to a client and, uh, they, man, it was to watch them through that process. Like it's, it's a challenge. And, you know, you're moving energy, you're moving blockages, and you're detoxifying your everything out of you that we put in every day from this illusional this, this society that we've created with all the poisons and in the air like, around us. And combo is like a, it's so much of a physical cleansing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's literally cleansing you, Stomach like on a cellular in. level. Like yeah, that's and that's why it's intense. You know? Okay, so like <laughs> think of your body as a washing machine, right? And like the food that we eat, good or bad, it goes in is the clothes, I guess, in our body, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you do combo, you drink water, like you're loading up the washing machine with water first, and then combo is the detergent. Yes, and so like when you put combo on you, it starts doing its thing inside of you. You're like spitting, like how the yeah, washing machine spits okay. the bad water out. It's spitting it out, you know. It's that's a cleansing great, everything great inside metaphor, you, man. Yeah, that's. I like that. <laughs> okay, you. okay. Yeah. That's, All right. That's, did, did you come up with that, or did someone? <sighs> that is a for great combo. Uh, so when I did jujitsu in the army and I was cutting weight for tournaments, uh, my coach told me that my body was like a washing machine, and so what I put ah, in, if it's good or bad, it's a good application, right? But I've never like I I use that, but, but now you got the detergent. Yeah, the detergent. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so the the my body extra was strength. Is <laughs> so you was just washing your shit stick. with water yeah, before. Yeah. See, <laughs> right, right. There's many, many ways uh, to to get to the top of the mountain. Um, you know, you can cheat or you can do uh, this. the The thing about combo is they use it for hunting in Peru and Brazil. Like it's hunting medicine magic. Because it removes the human scent and gives you quicker reflexes. And it, it's just, you're lighter on your feet. Yeah. So when they do a big hunt, you know, out there and they <laughs> do, right they before, do, so they, they do, do they, comp, they do, they do hape, sananga, oh yeah, combo, I was gonna, I was gonna say ayahuasca before a hunt. Because when they're in ayahuasca, they make a pact with the animals that they're going to hunt. And they have a vision, oh, of, this is they have a vision cool. of where the animals are. Yeah, and the animal makes a contract with the tri with the hunters. Oh, like, wait, and dude. the animal Dude. surrenders himself to the this tribe. This is so cool. It's <laughs> that whole thing. So this, this so they're just fully magical, and we're just, <laughs> we're like doing a little piece of it. We yeah. we we westernize it in a way that we hold it reverent and ceremonial, and they just live in it. <laughs> yeah, that is hardcore. They do it so much. That well, and, and with all these medicines, all right, I've experienced it with sananga and ayahuasca and bufo. What like you? You find peace with it. Yeah. Sensations and all. Like, you're there with it. Like, when I go to ceremony, this last ceremony, bro, I was, like, in full, like, service mode. And everything that came through me, it was irrelevant. 
it was like I was channeling the medicine, but it's like, and that stuff's still happening, but it's like, I'm one with it. It's I'm friends with ayahuasca now. Like she used to scare the fuck out of me. Yeah. And like, and that's the same with any Sananga, same thing. I went on a, a regular Sananga thing. I, I was just sitting there watching the pain. The pain was happening on a screen in front of me. You know what I mean? So all this stuff, it's like we learn to vibrate with it. It's a strange vibration to put inside your body, but it's like when you can vibrate with it, it's like, you're, you know, it totally changes it. And that's, you know, so it's so cool to hear somebody that's like fucking, you know, like you, <laughs> when you said you have a connection, a relationship, you have an understanding. Yes. It's a balance. It's an exchange, an energy, ex energy exchange, because these things want to express themselves through us. The mushrooms talk to me like that. When I did my second, like, five-gram dose, like, heavy dose, like, it, they, they came in, and it wasn't with words, but I just laid there, and I was completely at peace, and it came in fast and hard, and it was just talking to me. and says, hey, we're going we're gonna to help fix up your body, but then we want to play. We want to play through you. We want to express ourselves through your body. I laid there for about, fucking, I don't know, some amount of time, maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour, and it was surgeons all over my body tiny little surgeons fixing everything right and then I, and then later on i'm dancing around the room learning that that's like a huge part of my expression as a human being they were expressed they're like showing me my expression because they want to play it's an interaction yeah, with the, beautiful it's an interaction with the spirit of the thing that's why like that's something that people miss that's why i'm not really big into lsd and stuff it's uh <sighs> it's it it's you know lsd is like it's all within here. You're not communing with another thing. It's synthetic. And so it's, it still can be super healing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's yeah. just, it's different than plant medicines to me. Agreed. But, uh, yeah. So I, I get excited, but I'm LSD just like, though. it's, I can still meditate in it and like use it for my, intentions. Oh no, it's beautiful for that. And like it's, it's so wild, <laughs> but LSD, it's up to you. Right. Cause when yeah. I was in a kid, when I was a kid and I was in a dark place, 13 years old on five hits of acid, bro. <laughs> like and i was in a dark place it's my rough. the dark the trips that i experienced like they had good parts mm -hmm. but when they when i came down two days later you know came like, down hard. two days later wow. dark bro and that but so it's kind of all within self whereas with aya she's gonna kind of push you and take you and like she's like okay i'm gonna show you a little bit of this like but you're but you're good right you know she works with you like it's like and I think these medicines, when you're connecting with that other spirit, it's like they're trying to teach you and they want to learn from you, you know? I noticed that, um, like, for ayahuasca, when I, if I come in with, like, a bunch of bad stuff inside of me, I'm purging and purging and purging for, like, two nights of it. It's mostly, like, purge and visions and purge and visions. And oh, yeah. Third night is, like, not as bad. But when I did the... The combo of the three, the jujitsu combo ayahuasca, there was no perch. The medicine stayed oh, inside yeah. of me, dude. You're fucking clean by the time <sighs> you get there. Buddy, like, that's like, yeah, now I've done five drinks that I can think of with, with only one perch at the end. That's because I asked my shaman to kick it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Give me a strong, strong dose. He's like, oh, I get, you know, I get you a strong dose. and But I only a little bit, you know, so it's like, the, the, the message I received from the medicine at this point is keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm like <clears throat> on this path. Like I've, I've reached. And how many people are you helping along on your path now? As many as I can get. 
<laughs> right. But it's, it's a lot, easy. right? Yeah. Because when, when we're on that path of healing for ourselves, the only next step is how can I heal others? Yep. Other than that, what are we here for? <laughs> True. Right? Because otherwise you're just lost in some kind of fucking hamster wheel. <laughs> like shouldn't, shouldn't the hamster wheel be like a healing one? Yeah. Like fucking helping people remember that we're part of nature. Do you guys remember, you guys remember the trees and stuff? And then remember, oh, look at them. They're all having a good time. Just fucking being. We all forgot how to be this medicine, you know, all of them. And and it's like they're working together because it's, you know, there's this idea in the Western way of thinking that humans are fucking different than anything else. You know, other stuff doesn't, you know, we're all the same shit. We've found a way to manufacture a way to cut off our connection to the spirits. Yeah, we've found a way to take that connection away. And it's good that we can drink ayahuasca and reconnect. And that that keeps us remembering that, you know, in my belief that after this, we shed this mortal shell that we're in, that we move on to the next plane to learn the next lesson, you know, or. Yeah. Some people believe we come and back we've here. Done it we so many, and we've done it so many times. It depends on who you are. What yeah. kind of lessons do you need to learn? Yeah. Do you think we I know need- I know I'm going on to some pretty I'm fucking pretty stoked about this one right here <laughs> right too. now. Me too. What a journey. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Did we talk about your life path number ever? What was my life path number? I don't think so. I'm curious. What's your birthday? Let's uh, see if my brain can do this right now. One twenty five eighty two. Eight. 16 8 Is it 8? I think you're a 9, bro. Is it a 9? No way. What's a 9 mean? A 9 I'm a 9. <laughs> I'm a 9. Both people sitting on each side of me in last ceremonies were 9 and I connected <laughs> with them like a motherfucker. 9 is a is a rocky path. It's a rocky path. But it's a fucking beautiful one, and it's super rewarding, and it's because uh, nine encapsulates all the other numbers. Huh. Yeah, numerology is super cool. I mean, it's you know, it's, there's cool shit. I'm learning about it right now, like learning how to break down words, and uh, words break down to their vibration number. So you can take any number and break it down, and you'll say, oh, that number matches that word. <laughs> Right. That's That's the magic of our words, bro. Like, that's why words are so important. That's why I'm so obsessed with words and the way I speak, because the vibration the word carries is the thing. It's not the word itself. That's why I'm so particular about words. And when people speak, it's like I kind of want to be like, ah, don't say that word. Like, (laughs) speak because we, you know, these are our spells. And that's how we create. That's one of the major ways we manifest things. Words. Yeah. Words are energy flying through the air, just like anything else you know everything is energy and if we learn how to you know manipulate energy and i want to learn to manipulate and that everything like so jujitsu those movements in a loving way yeah you're putting out positive beautiful energy out there and you're teaching yourself a craft it's an endless you know it's you know it's it's art it's art like music or painting or speaking it's art and, uh, yeah, I, I see like- how that ties. I see how I'm just like, I'm thinking about how being like the, how combos, not a, not a, not a hallucinogen. It's very in your body grounding, like, you know, putting you in this physical skin, you know, type of medicine and humbling, uh, 
and humbling as fuck. Right. And, <laughs> and jujitsu being, uh, you know, like a, a craft and an art in itself, but you're physically involving your body, your muscles, your, and, you know, of course your, your aggression, you're able to challenge or channel that through movements, but you're also fighting another force, right? Like how does that, it's not always aggression either. Like it's like dancing. Be like water. Okay. Jiu-jitsu, you, there's a rhythm to it. A really cool rhythm if you get into it. And then you don't even have to use any aggression. You can be laughing and talking while you're rolling with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. People who okay. come in with aggression, they're just going to use all their strength and burn out. And then technique takes over because technique beats strength. And if you go up against somebody bigger than you with the same technique, you might be. That's where the true, you know. They're... Um, there's a peaceful Zen like I meet people that do medicine in on the jiu-jitsu mats. One of my friends smells like Paulo Santo shots in my brown belt out there. He's cool as heck. Shout <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, I can't remember his name right now, but um I'm not good with names, but um not important. You know, there's there's a to me there's a strong connection because there's a ceremony to jujitsu. You you start out with the warm ups and to me the warm ups of jujitsu are the kata of jujitsu, the foundation of it and it, then you got you practice it, you drill a move, and then you spar with people, and you put what you learn to the test. And it doesn't lie; it's very truthful. And same with combo. Combo, you can't hide who you are in medicine. Like your truest self <clears throat> is, it shows out in combo in that's, a good uh, way. That's pretty unique. Well, I would say Bufo is kind of similar in that way, but like Aya, you can shut it down. You can shut it down. <laughs> combo is not a negotiator. Like the frog, com- <laughs> the frog is a healing, beautiful medicine. Um, and it was the the spirit of a combo is kampun, and that's uh, I don't know, I don't have the specifics on it, but it's like an ancient, ancient shaman who reincarnated into the frog. Is their belief? Oh shit! That's the grandfather, cool. the spirit of combo is kampun. It's really profound stuff, and it's medicine for the people. And it's sad that um, our our boss, a lot of veterans, because I like to serve combo to veterans to help them um, in my own way. Um, that a lot of them have all these medications or contraindications, like they have heart problems, like or strokes. Time that the, the it's too late for me to serve them because, and the world's done its damage to them. And that's like the most heartbreaking thing about combo to me, like not being able to serve everybody because if they have a heart problem and, and you know, anything like that, it's uh, just, oh, it's dangerous. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily going to die, but as part of my practice, I don't yeah. have a list of, you can't, you can't serve if this is what's going on with them. And it's, 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 it's really unfortunate because I can't say this. Combo is like, to me, in my opinion, it's the holy grail, man. It's like what what we've been searching for to heal our body and help us live longer, to detoxify our body, to get rid of all the unwanted things that this 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 imaginary society is is forced upon us, like in our food, you know, controlling our seeds to everything. <laughs> Combo is like the way to like re, to to get rid of it all. You know, yeah. and you say goodbye to your purge when you when you dump it, and he's like, "Bye!" Like all that yeah. bad stuff. And then afterwards, like the feelings that you get, the calmness, the peacefulness, the energy, the love, the crying, whatever, whatever 
you know, it's it's very loving. I did six points in my heart chakra. Oy. Before my front heart chakra, before Bufo. And when I was done with the ceremony of combo, like I did it like 30 minutes before Bufo. And uh, I started talking about something. Like, I, I think it was like, I, I wore the American flag on my, I wore my 82nd shirt and I said something about my flag. I was like, this flag should be for everybody. And like made me like emotional just talking about it. Like how it's looked at and how, how it's used and what it should be. And I already like feeling emotion. And so when I went into Bufo, like all of that emotion, like all them, like I was super sensitive. Like I was already like tearing up before I even got into Bufo. So when I got into Bufo, I cried so much. I never had, and I've cried in combo too as a purge. I've never had. That's this. the only time you had Bufo, right? Yeah, I've done it twice back to back though. <laughs> right, but, but, yeah. but every time you did Kombufo? That was the only time I've done Bufo. I did that one, like that was four weeks four weeks ago when I started. I did Bufo, then I did Ayahuasca, then I did LSD, then I did Ayahuasca those four weekends in a row. But in, I, but like when you had, the, you had Bufo once or twice? I did it twice though. The second time I was twice in a row though. Yeah. But it was both right after Bufo. Yeah. I mean a combo. Yeah. You don't want to do combo I, after Bufo. I, right. That's so the I think that like I think that was probably key to your experience. Yeah. Big time. I agree. Because because okay, so like what I know about Bufo is coming in in a good place or a place to receive the right thing is fucking critical. Like the coming into Bufo, like your experience is going to be highly dependent on where you're at when you come in. Like, so, you know, like putting you in that emotional state, I think was really key to your experience. And I think it was important that you experienced it that way. Cause the way I experienced it, I was like, I feel like if I would have, if my body would have been clean first, if I wasn't having like so much negativity in me, I would have had a completely different type of experience because yeah. my shit was terrifying. I can I disassociated immediately and then woke up later all beat up. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And then <laughs> I then I unpacked the experience through dreams and memories came back to me. But it was it was this feeling of um extreme like love and and the um the polar opposite of it opposite of it at at the same time like I was being held by something. And it was like, I couldn't decide if it was loving or if it was like sh pure straight hell because it was really hot. It was very warm and cozy. It was so warm and cozy that it was like the most horrifying thing I've ever felt. Whoa. And this didn't come into to me until later. It was like I had to, I would have reactivations of the medicine and I was like, oh shit, like that's what that was. Like, and uh, I just think that, I don't know. This is just something I've been thinking a lot about as someone who wants to start serving Bufo. It's like, yeah. I want to give everyone the best fucking experience possible. Mm. And for Bufo, it's all about the setup. It, yeah. It's a big, it's a big deal. Like, cause I've heard stories. I'm, you know, I'm collecting information. I'm talking to everybody and I'm learning about their experience so I can, so I can learn. And what I'm hearing is like, people say stuff like, yeah, but I wasn't sure about his energy and the space was kind of weird. And I'm like, no, we need like, we're out in the desert very sacred space. I'm just here to serve the whole time. There's no discussion. It's fucking yeah. as clean as possible. And I think that combo as an intro, that's that, that seems like a fucking winner. It is. You can't go wrong with combo before any, any medicine like that. You know, yeah. I did, I've mixed combo and ayahuasca. 
in the. S- they do it in medicine too. I did. And uh, Nick told me he had a. It was the a best part of his whole weekend. It, it was. It made, he said what he said was he's like, it makes me kind of feel like I don't want to do ayahuasca without combo. Yes. It was so amazing. So, uh, can I tell you my experience with it? With of the course. Ayahuasca, please. I was with my brother and sister Jeff and Amanda. Shout out to them for Shout out. amazing practitioners in in ayahuasca. They they have a smaller group. It's more intimate. The purge buckets are shared. Yes, yeah, that nice. is intimate. It's <laughs> it, wow. it, it something about getting up in ayahuasca and going to the bucket that gets you involved in the ceremony. It's yeah, <laughs> that's wow. what I said. This brew, this yeah. yahe from Colombia, I believe it's yahe. I think I believe that's what they call it from Colombia, is the strongest. And you know, Justin, I've sat next to him, like he told me it was the strongest medicine he's ever tasted. Like he had to bring his own drink with him the next night because it was so strong. So Just, sec- Justin from AYA, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I sat next to him the whole night for this three night thing. This is the only time I've ever stayed up for three nights without crashing, like falling asleep for one was this medicine and it was like the it's like it's just strong it's just strong medicine so the purge for me was really brutal for like the first night oh wow i uh i i, I pooped my shorts like in that one in the middle of a front purge and that's like, that's a big compliment and a fucking <laughs> is yeah sounds like uh, I had eaten that Veterans Day dinner like that Thursday, so my diet wasn't, and it was manufactured food. You can tell what's real, what you eat, what's not real, you know. Like, Especially if you have some combo. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did was the second night I made, I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this because I wanted to try combo with ayahuasca. Now I've done combo in ayahuasca, but like not right after right after a drink. So I went up to the altar, and Jeff and Amanda, we already talked about it, like this is what we're gonna do. So I go up there and I kneel at the altar and I have a meditative, I have my way of uh, And this uh, is a strong medicine. Yes. Gotcha. I have, a, I have a certain way of approaching the altar with respect and like spirit, because this is like my church. This is like spiritual for me. It's like, your temple, bro. Yeah, for real. Same. And, <laughs> so what I was doing, I was doing this crazy thing. I would take a drink, then hop a, and then that was what I was doing. But like, so I had taken one drink so we take a drink for an hour, an hour and a half. You sit and lay in the medicine. You just get connected to it. Maybe you purge a little bit. So by the second drink, I already had the medicine inside of me. So I was already connected to the to the medicine. I go up. I take my drink. I do hape, and then I go back. And Amanda comes with me with combo sticks. And she, I have them. I just took a drink. I just did hape. She lets me pick my own sticks. There's two of them, and I. When I closed my eyes, I could still see the sticks. <laughs> it was like that happens on IS sometimes. <laughs> it was wild. So I just picked the left stick. You know, I I, I felt the left stick. So she uh, she puts the point right here on me. On his forearm. Yeah, on my forearm. Sorry, and she opens up, puts it on, and then she brings you know, those community buckets. She's like, she can sense it. She brings it right there, and all of a sudden, like the medicine go through me, and then. All the air gets sucked out of the, the the place, and a big old bead of sweat like just forms, and I'm going into a full on combo. How long does it usually take for it to start kicking in? <sighs> combo and this one took like maybe a minute or two for me to feel it like going in. Okay. Um, uh, if I, I time was really hard to tell, but that, that seems medicine. pretty typical in my mind. It's like a minute or two, right? Right. Generally, oh my this gosh, one it spreads that quick. This one yeah. point, 
felt like I was in a full on because one point they call a quote unquote microdosing. It's not. It's just a point. But <laughs> it's, can't it's not really a micro. They call it that. Just it's a term they use. But I use it jokingly. Like I'm going to get a microdose. My microdoses are like three points. Yeah. But that's a full on treatment for a first timer. Yeah. So like how many? Three is just the first time. And three, they, to, three to five. You can go three to six, maybe. Oh my god! <laughs> so I I took the point, and all of a sudden I started going through a process. My sister starts doing her song. She and we went to school together. She she's really amazing. Shout out to Jamie and shout out. <laughs> and uh, I started going into like full on uh, combo ceremony, but I had the medicine in me. So when I purged, it was an ayahuasca combo purge together. Wow. It was like, so if you ever get stuck in ayahuasca, give yourself a point of combo and it'll, it'll just send you, send the purge out. But like, so I was purging. It was rough. It was hard. I bar- I was like hugging the bucket, but I was sitting up. And I was just like that. I don't really, know, like I know what I was going through. And then like I could feel the cool air come and hit me again. I'm like, okay, so the medicine's, and she's giving me water, a little bit of water. I was able to finally drink some water and it just stayed down. I was like, oh, it's over. It was like so hard. I did, I got the purge out. So when I laid down, I got the calmness, meditative state that combo brings with the visuals of ayahuasca, like together. Ooh, da la. That sounds good. I melted into the floor. As <laughs> and soon it's as like, I lay down, I was just like. It's and it's like dark, like it's straight dark, right? Are you guys still do? Uh, do they do it that's in complete darkness? That's, no, they that's don't. That's not universal. Really? There's a, there's a candle at the altar. There was a candle at the altar. That you can still see, even if it's dark. Like. Interesting. Well, at Clay's, the goal was to get it pitch black. Oh, Clay. Yeah. But generally, you it's like... That's the only one I've ever done. He drank with Clay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. It's a, it's, it was a really different... I mean, because yeah. I hear the way you guys talk about it. I'm like, Oh, this brother, does you need to come sit like with us. The same way. Kind of experience. Yeah, it's, it's a way different experience. <laughs> come sit with us, brother. It's a whole... From, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. From yeah. what I've heard, it's... Yeah, yeah. There's no control factor over it. It's you're free to express yourself. Yeah, you can do whatever you need to do. Just, you know, try to keep it down. A yeah. bit. <laughs> you remember how Clay like had a lot of roles and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, man, yeah. There's no yeah, there's it was no, uh, it was it was interesting. It was cool. And you it's know, and, and I, it's in a rectangle box. Yeah. Like in the city. You gotta be careful who you um receive your medicines from because there's a dark side to this stuff as Definitely. well as LA. You have yeah. to be careful. It has to, you have to be yeah. The group I mean, I've I've drank with two different groups, and both of them come from the same like lineage. I think. Well, one's from Colombia now. They go out and they learn it, but like, there's people that, yeah, it, I would just be careful. But I haven't done it in Peru like you have, brother. Well, the guy um, uh, that we sat with on our fifth ceremony, first trip to Peru, uh. He dabbled in the darkness a little bit. Yeah. Were you out there with um and the and the ceremony that I had that night, I think was a result of like Clay deciding to never go back to that place again. Cause we had a dark night and this guy was the conduit into the room and it was it was insane. Sometimes um people try to protect that out there so they might try to have that intention like yeah, well, he said like plainly that he's like, he, oh, you yeah. know that he he's like he's like well you know I he challenges I, uh, I go the dark across energies. the line like yeah and I'm like no thank you is that what he I said mean, but the yeah but careful. the depths that we went but the depths that I went to 
on that night. He planted the seed just was, by telling it you was, that. It was something. It was good for me because I made it through, and now I'm back here. And it, you know, as as deep as your darkness goes, that's how light your light can yeah, go. Yeah, so true. That's why a life path nine has a rocky road. Yeah, you have a rocky road because it's it's a it, we have to overcome. You know, it, whatever it looks like. So uh, also, Nick is a life path nine. You know multiple many over he's died many times in substances like he has had a rocky ass road you've had a rocky ass road <laughs> i had a rocky ass road very different completely different stories but it's uh it's a thing the, the harder the journey the better the the better it is on the other side if you can make it a lot of, you know some people you know there's people that give up on themselves they don't see their potential yeah. you know i just like yeah. most people in my family <laughs> you know but they're such a gift, you know. My father, he didn't he didn't make it through his journey in that way. But he was there long enough for me to become a man. You know what I mean? He was there long enough to teach me the lessons that I needed to learn. Yeah. You know, plant all the seeds so that I could be fucking, you know, uh I consider myself a powerful person now as a result. You I do. Think, you have I great think, energy. I think I have the power to help a lot of people. It's super exciting. True. It's, healing yeah. others is, is not healing, but like bringing others to the pathway of healing is, is like such a rewarding gift. I can't even like, I'm so grateful. I never saw myself being a combo practitioner. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I you didn't. Shh. <laughs> I had, I had to get rooted on from Luna and Jamie. Oh, so even after you'd sat with it, it wasn't like an initial idea. It was like Eduardo planted the seed. Okay. After our third night in ayahuasca, it's, I didn't take it seriously. And then, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I learned in combo school how to get out of my own way instead yeah. of, instead of walking my own path, walking beside myself and helping myself, you know, having my own back and like trusting myself and believing in this path. Cause like I looked at myself in such a bad light, like I was such a bad person, you know, I did make, I, I joined the army before nine 11 in 2000 and I had my daughter at a young age. So I decided to stay in, but like getting pulled into the conflicts that they were creating, uh, it really like, I'm very blessed to be sitting here because I don't know how I did it. And I was, I was going to a combo ceremony before ayahuasca, and my my practitioner, I brought my sister, she, uh, Torin, and uh, we kept seeing fours, eights, and ones, like eight 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 one one one, like four, like four four, like all these like numbers. She's Nick like, said the same number the other day. She's like, those are guardian angels numbers. She's like all around us, like we're going to combo, and we're seeing like numbers from guardian angel, like angels. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, I didn't know this stuff because I'm not, I don't. I'm just, I don't really, I'm still new to this practice, Same. even though I'm a practitioner yeah. in this medicine, like, you know, but there's still so much to learn and so much. But do you more. have like a spiritual background or is it kind of a lot of this shit's new? I don't have a spiritual background. Me neither. That's the same thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with, I'm just, all these things are <laughs> happening and it's like, okay, I'm uninformed. <laughs> like it's fun to learn all this stuff. Yeah. It's so intriguing. Like I was just reading out of my numerology book earlier because it's like <laughs> so intriguing. I went and bought books on astrology and I got tarot cards and you know, it's like, I'm going to graduate to the tarot cards eventually, but they're yet. a lot of fun. 
Well, like once I started to understand how they work and how there's no central, it's, it's an organic thing. It's fuck. It's magical. What about you, brother? Have you, what have you done so far in the medicines? Just, uh, we haven't asked you, I haven't asked you yet. No, no, it's all good. Um, so I was introduced to Hoppe from Nate. We had a little full moon ceremony or something. Yeah. And it was yeah. right. Be, and it was a little bit before. What was it? It was like a day before the ayahuasca thing. It was like around the time I was around the time that I tried ayahuasca for the first time. Um, and then Sananga I did during the ayahuasca ceremony before the drink. The it helps with before. your visions. Yeah. It helps clear energy. That's what, that's what they were saying. And I was like, man, I mean, in pitch dark, uh, we'll see, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Right. <laughs> And so, um, and then Bufo is the only other thing I've tried. So you sat two nights in Aya, yep. right? And then Sananga you've had once. Yep. And Hape a couple times. Oh, I've had Sananga a couple times. You can do that every day. Just not more than once a day. Yeah. You I've, can just I've, I, yeah, day. if you, and if you do the, yeah. So yeah. Is, you'll, 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 you'll learn about the medicine and <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I then serve, I serve Sananga, I serve Hape, I serve Kambo. Those like my 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 trinities like so the combo I got, he's got one frog one. trinity i got the other frog <laughs> the bufo right yeah so you do you do hopping and, and sananga before bufo i haven't yet oh but i definitely would i've done hop i did hop before we didn't have sananga though well i have for myself but i haven't served it that way oh okay i was curious um that might be something I could see. I think Hape is definitely a good option. I don't see why either would be bad, though, because you're going to clear your either. They're just both clearing energy. Yeah, that's something. And that's the thing is like, that's what I was saying earlier, like with why I think combo is so powerful right before Bufo uh, is coming in with as pure energy as possible. I like to come, you know, okay, I got to tell you a little experience. The first time I served somebody who wasn't uh, my partner, Anna, I was fasted for four, almost four days when I did it. All right. And I, I usually serve myself a little bit first. I take kind of a smaller dose because I just want to feel the energy of the medicine and get in the space and it helps me. That's just where I want to be. And, and then, uh, Oh, the, the point was, is I was like, I kind of didn't feel it. It was like, I mean, I felt it, but it was, I felt so pure and so emptied out, it was just, it flowed through me so effortlessly. And that's why being prepared is so important for these things, you know? And I think Aya's more like, she'll meet you where you're at also, but it's like, well, they all will meet you where you're at. (laughs) But Aya's like, there's different lessons depending on how you show up. So it's like some, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm rambling, but they they all kind of, they all like... If you work with the medicines, it's going to change your life. You have it changes you automatically because it, you just you adapt to vibrating with that medicine in a better way. So now, like from that first experience with Bufo, which was fucking insane, now I'm the Bufo guy. Like, <laughs> how does that make any sense, right? But it makes perfect sense because I, ha- you know, that was valuable for me because now I can work with someone who has that kind of experience if that's what I need to. I can hold space for people that are maybe going to, it might be challenging for some people. And I can work with people like Bradley to like, how can we prepare this person, you know, to make it the best experience possible. Even if you're not good on your diet, you do combo before, like you'll be good. Yeah. It's basically a quick way to be like, okay, my diet was trash. I didn't do what I was supposed to. 
combo it up. But because the thing is, like, if you do combo the same day of bufo, you have to fast. Yeah. So the night before, you're already fasting. And then if you're like, oh, I'll throw a jiu-jitsu class in there, and then boom, and then combo, boom. And then so do you always fast before combo? That's what you said. I fast. I always fast. I do intermittent fasting because right. of jiu-jitsu, too. Regularly? So do I. Okay. But, so, I don't but, eat but, after lunch. But if lunch. someone shows up and they're not fasted, will you serve them? Combo? Yeah. You can. I wouldn't. I'm. Well, the thing is, like... You I, you can serve somebody who hasn't fasted. It's just going to be a very gross purge. It's going to be oh, very smelly. Okay. It's going to be food coming out. There's more of a choking uh, hazard, I think. You know, and you're better. Uh, you're going to know gonna get a better if somebody cleaning. didn't. Yeah, yeah. you're going to know. Yeah, because when you because every experience I've had, everyone is just, it's just like bile and yeah. shit. It's just the water and like the shit that you don't want inside of you. Snap. Luckily, I haven't had anybody who hasn't fasted. I always send a welcome letter to them, and they're well informed of the diet that before. When is the last time they need to drink water? What should they bring to prepare? And yeah, I mean, I'm always keeping them informed, and they're on their check in. Now I know combo. Like I know, like I know. I, I've done some crazy stuff with my diet before combo. Like I ate a piece of beef jerky, like salty ass beef jerky, like an hour <laughs> before combo. And then when I was in the medicine, my stomach knotted up a little bit. Like, it's like if it's not coming out because it was too heavy, but it's still like, yeah. it was a fleeting thing that didn't affect me. But I can only imagine like if you go on a full stomach, like whoa, dude. Yeah. Okay, so I gave myself combo dry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to hear about that. Yes. <laughs> But I had a chicken sandwich or chicken wrap like an hour or something before. Uh-huh. I had a micro purge. Just a little bit of the white meat came out. Uh, a little bit of the white meat came out of my purge. Like I put it on me, three points on my inside thigh. Did you purge the bottom then? Did I what? No. 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 Well, I'm jujitsuing. Like jujitsu keeps my body like good. You're burning it up. You you know you get uncomfortable in combo. You know it's. You ha- you go to a really hardcore place Wait. in your mind. You dig deep in combo. You like you're pulling yourself through this intense. Is it painful? I've heard, I've heard it can be like uh, to you. Yes or no? No. Painful? No. Not painful. What about you? Well, it uncomfortable. On, it depends sure. on like. Yeah, that's an interesting question because it depends on your definition of pain. Like right? uncomfortable, because I get it's not uncomfortable. Right, so it's not if you feel like when you have the flu, you know, are you in pain? Or are you just uncomfortable at times? Because pain just, to me, I kind of think of pain as like yeah, you something can say it different. Feels like the flu a little bit. Yeah, it, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It feels like you have a flu. Yeah, uh, you, you know yeah, what? I think way. you described it like that as that that's one really time. Like, good way to that put it was it. like that it's you an, felt and sick. And for me, it's like a pretty intense flu. And if you're already sick and you give it to yourself, it makes it feel like even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Okay. But it's good afterwards. You're that's good. interesting. Yeah, that's a good way. I didn't uh, think of that. I did have another question for you about. Uh, you know, some of the yeah. people that you see go for it. Yeah. You, uh, veterans, you know, you, you said you usually administer to veterans. Um, but what are some like, what were, what would be some reasons even for you too, Nate, what, what do you think are some reasons why like people that maybe don't struggle with any traumatic experience in life or like have gone through deep shit like what are some of the things that some people come to you about? Like even maybe even through the veterans that, aren't struggling with like deprogramming or well i'm sure all the veterans are but unless they've come here um <laughs> you know my target 
my target is veterans. I've only served one veteran in my force ceremony so far because it's hard to get okay. into medicine. But because of the amount of stuff I've been through, I can relate to them. Like my intention going into becoming a practitioner for Kamala <laughs> was to help <coughs> veterans. The door is like for me, if I can get them into combo, maybe I can get them into ayahuasca, you know, or vice versa. Yeah. If I can get them in ayahuasca, I can get them into combo. I feel like one of those two. So <laughs> I, I'm a bridge, I'm ambassador for bringing veterans to it. Um, uh, so the thing is, they just want, they're desperate to try anything at this point. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Like, mostly it's like, man, I'm willing to try it. Fuck it, like, let's do it. Let's do it. Everything else I've tried hasn't worked. Why not? That's That was my mindset. You know. Yeah, and they're not scared of shit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> They've been through it. It's, it's interesting. Um, the the body's, like, been through so much, and the mind's been through so much. And, um, yeah, they, they. But then again, I've seen people shy away from this out of, like, Fear of the unknown because it it it's like They're there's a, there's a, there's an intu- there's losing an in- control of your mind there's an like that's fucking ugh. right if time is not linear right no, somehow right. there in our intuition we know this is life changing oh yeah so that's why when you do it it's like no nah, I'm not gonna do it because I think that stuff's stupid yeah <laughs> and I, <it's>, I'm <laughs> not scared of it though I'm not scared of it I'm just saying I'm not afraid of change. I think it's like, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was telling you um, when we had talked on the phone um, that I had been thinking about my toad experience uh, recently. And I was thinking like, it's like for me, it was kind of like hitting a reset button and like, but knowing like the memory, like coming back into the memory of everything, but like that reset, like the what happens during that shut off and that in that in between space, it was just like. That's the only thing that I could think of at that point. I was just like, wow, it's kind of like hitting a fucking reset button and like yeah, coming into all of the Well, cuz I there's something that always comes to me when I right when I smoke it and I'm kind of like in it and it comes in at like a rush. The first thought is always like, "Oh yeah, I remember." Yeah. And then I and then yeah. I and then I'm not really able to hold thoughts very much. It's more it's a feel. Dude, I'm like it's feeling like, the vibration of yeah. it like at that point. But yeah. exactly, just yeah, like that. Cuz it's it's a rem, it's a reminder of who we are. Right? It's very ancient. I mean, think about toads. Like how long have they been around? Like you know, way before mammals, there was amphibians. Right? And think about their eyes. Think about how they live. They live in the desert where there's no fucking water and they live in holes for nine months out of the year and they make it work. They like, must what see kind of the knowledge world through is that? so much beauty. They do. And it's and it's and they got these big eyes, you know what I mean? Like and how like how they move, it's like that's why, you know, understanding the energies and the spirit behind these medicines is like critical to working with them at the deepest depths. Cause like when I went to this jungle, the jungle last time, I just like, I understood the energy so well. And it's not even something that can be expressed with words. It's like, it's a channeling thing. And it's just like, I know what it is like to be a tree. I understand what it's like to be a tree. And this is why now I sun gaze and I fucking, I'm like, you don't really have to eat that much guys. You can look at the sun and get energy. You can fucking talk to your buddies. You know, it's, uh, 
it's it's a beautiful thing like learning to like actually uh communicate you know because at first it's just an experience that's way out of the human experience and so it's a jolt you know it's like what the fuck was that <laughs> like you know the first time i went to peru my first night i just read through my journal the other day i was checking in on my first like what i wrote about my ceremonies for my first trip to peru i was a hundred percent convinced that I had been tricked by the plants. I was now a plant. I would never be a human again. And I was like, fuck, I didn't want to become a plant. <laughs> I was a hundred percent convinced of that. Like it's, but the things I learned from that, you know, I mean, look at a tree. It's doing all right. Dude. And it stays it's doing in all right. All the time. Think about that. It's stationary and it's making it work. <laughs> we can fucking do anything we want and we're trapped. Yeah. We're trapped. <laughs> born into slavery because some because our minds our big beautiful brains that we think are so great play tricks on us depending on how you form that brain you know that we draw conclusions we all we're all creating our own reality create it however you want but you know there's some people there's a couple people out there creating a really funny looking reality a really funny looking illusion and most people are buying into it yeah so if we learn to have a perspective of the plants, if we learn to have a perspective of the animals, if we commune with these energies, we can understand the world, you know. I'm learning about tobacco too. It's funny. I've always been super against smoking, could never stand it because my dad was a smoker. And now I understand the energy of tobacco and what its healing properties. And I like, I'll smoke a little bit like once in a while and I like sit there and meditate and I get super in touch with the energy and I feel super protected and grounded and centered. And, but it's like a couple hits a day and I have no desire to smoke beyond that because that's not what this is about. That's, that's when you are starting, you abuse a plant. It turns into one thing when you have a, uh, uh, when you commune with the plant, it's another thing. It's a master plant. But yeah. It has healing. You just have to be careful because it'll teach you a lesson. <laughs> yeah. It'll and I don't have that lesson to learn because my dad learned it for me. Yeah. And I watched him. I, I watched him and I was like, oh, okay. Like, Mapacho, though, is the best. If you're going to do that, like I wouldn't use Western tobacco, Blanco, they call it Blanco. Right, right, right. I would use mapacho because it's like pure. Like I have a big old brick of it. Yeah, of course you do, brother. I bet you brought it back, didn't you? Yeah. From Peru? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. You don't I'm mess bringing around, one back man. too, man. I can't you don't wait. Mess around. Mine's like dried out though. I probably I didn't like take care of it right, probably. Yeah. But I'd still smoke. I'm it. sure it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's like a whole different thing. Like mapacho though. Like, yeah. It's it's powerful. I used it in it was used on me for the first time in a combo ceremony. My sister, she, uh, I never had it used on me before, but I could definitely tell. Like, oh, I, it was definitely helped with the purge. Yeah. Like, and it's protective. You know, you, oh, yeah. You protect so, the space, you protect somebody. Like, that's why every AYA ceremony, we first, the pipe goes around the whole circle. And it's, that's connecting you to the whole group. Have you ever heard of a tobacco cleanse? Mm -mm. So I have. At the altar? At the altar? The shaman. Oh, do. that one. Yeah, uh, not that, not the liquid one, but yeah, the, yeah. There's a name for it though. Uh, what is it? The one where they the, they blow the smoke over you like that. Uh, yeah. so like supla. Is that what it's called? Supla. Supla. Is that the, the name of the ceremony for it, or is or it? That, the name? I'm not sure, but he says, "Yeah, do you want a supla?" And supla. then he and then he does the tobacco cleanse. Right. And so Scott's is fucking it's legit, dude. Scott is so legit. We're going to get Scott on here. He already agreed. To <laughs> That's going to be quite a treat. Yeah. Right? I'm excited. It is awesome. 
I really <laughs> like him. You go yeah. up to the altar and like he'll he'll like just use tobacco on all these points on you and like it's just like this whole if you're like in the medicine maybe you're out of line you're you're like a little frazzled in the medicine you go up there and you get it and it's like it's like it's like wrinkling unwrinkling your clothes and like your spirit like it's kind of like shaking it out it's like you're good yeah you're centered again like so it's centering. really cool I do it almost and every time after every drink after my first one I always do it like it's and, and Scott like does a prayer is is so beautiful the way he does it like this man is very intentional very present like beautiful soul yeah. just radiates pure love like it's unreal it's funny watching him i kind of hung out with him a little bit we were doing some stuff together and we had to go to like the tractor supply and it's like he looks like out of place in a normal <laughs> because just the how mindful he is with things you know and it's like you know it's what i strive for is just being like present as possible and scott's that's the man. He's a good cat, man. Yeah, is, he's pretty cool. Really cool. He's the, after my fifth ceremony in Peru, the first time where I kind of like, I kind of, it was intense where I described like channeling this darkness into the room, the dark ceremony. Um, he was the only one that would listen to me. Everybody else like disassociated from it. Scott was there? Yeah. That's the first time I met him. Oh. In that ceremony was the first time I met Scott. Oh. And uh, yeah. And huh. afterwards, like people didn't want to look at me like, cause the stuff that happened was absurd. Like I was, I was in the middle of the room. Stuff was coming out of my mouth. None of it. There was no, Holy and cow. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Was I was, I was told by people that the, you know, they saw the Jaguar that was in the middle of the room come over to me. And I want to tell just a little story at the beginning of the ceremony. So they, this guy did, um, Ron Wheelock. Uh, you had uh, options for your for your dose. There was like the regular size dose, or like a medium one, or a huge one. And I'm sensitive to the medicine. And I know I'm sensitive to the medicine, but I'm there to do some work. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm going big. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's the fifth ceremony. I'm in fucking Peru. Come on, like I'm not gonna feel good. And only uh -oh. three people in the whole. Only three people did it in the whole group. The the fat dose. And I sat there and I was terrified. In this ceremony, you sit in lawn chairs or you sit in plastic chairs. That's the deal. You sit in a plastic chair. No, you're not allowed to, like, you're not supposed to get on the floor or anything. You're not you're supposed not. to lay down. Right. Sitting in a plastic chair. And I drink this gigantic, yeah. like, I'm, I'm, you know, and it's strong medicine. And, uh, and I was just, like, my legs started tapping, and it didn't take long. It took, it was, like, quick. Not, like, usually waiting 45 minutes or an hour. It was pretty quick. My leg was tapping and I was like, oh, fuck. my heart was beating. I was like, oh, man, this is going to no oh, man. What did I do? You know, <laughs> and then there's a door. My vision is a door in front of me and it's a big black door. And it's just like it's just a black wall and a big black door. And uh, it's like basically it's like, all right, here we go. Like, you got to go in the door. And I was like, and in order to get through the door, you have to stop tapping your foot. You have to stop tapping your leg like that. And so I did. I relaxed. Then I was gone. Then I was gone. And when I came to later, I was in the middle of the room, covered in my own vomit, pissed all over myself, covered in shit. I have a picture of me post ceremony, and it's 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 crazy. I'm all dirty, and uh, and don't and, and it's like and when I describe what it was to me, I sound like a crazy person. No, but it was my experience. And after that, 
And the whole time, like, there was a couple people in the room, one of them being Dwayne, that were just laughing hysterically. They were just uh, blocking it out. There was other people that left the room, and then there were people that were actually observing it. And, like, but the next day, nobody, like... Came towards you? Nobody wanted to look at me or, like, talk about it. It was pretty dark, huh? It was really dark. And I was channeling, like, my family trauma, like, my... I would, my intention for my ceremony was healing for my sister. And this is all coming full circle right now. My sister is probably going to come stay with me pretty soon and get pretty, like, I'm fucking excited. And this is all coming full circle from 2019, the end of 2019 at this ceremony. That was my intention was to help my sister. Because she, the day before that, got a call from my mom and she had OD'd and died and they resuscitated her. Day before that ceremony, that's what happened. So I went in, and that's why I drank a fucking full glass of ayahuasca. Yeah. And that was my intention. And and the shit I was channeling into the room was the darkness of my mother and my sister and the women in my family in general. Really dark, really dark stuff, you know, hard to deal with. And so I was doing my best to pull that out. I sat next you know, to your mother before the medicine. I I I, I know, I and there's that's why about. that's why I had to do some hopping after talking to her. She yeah, could, she could get the uh, yeah. I understand, brother. Like not in a bad way. Like yeah, and so but the you know the original thing was about that experience. Well, or the you know the point I was getting to is that like I met Scott on the bus after that on our way back. I didn't have any interaction with him at the ceremony. He was just kind of to himself. He was very like to himself, you know, he was doing his thing. And like, um, I talked to him on the bus and he totally listened to me talk about this experience and he was totally like open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was kind of like, that was a big deal. I'm going to like work with this man later. Like I want to, you know, and I didn't even know that he was like the guy right over there in Tucson. <laughs> doing ceremonies and then i moved to fucking tucson come on are you yeah. kidding me like everything is divine dude. everything is divine and once we have that full picture and you look back at your history and you can just say thank you for every fucking moment of your whole life then then we're in gratitude we're here in gratitude and then we're abundant and our life just you know my future is bright it is brother. on shade to light here we are. <laughs> we love you, man. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Yeah. Dude. I didn't even want, like, that. it's hard for me to tell the story of that ceremony because it sounds so self-centered. It's not to me. I uh, I, I know exactly, like, I, I can picture what you're talking about because I've had been touched by, by the other. I've channeled through my left arm. My, my arm dissolved mm-hmm. and, like, the spirit into the spirit world and it was being held up. Like I could move any it was just nobody would ever believe me if I told them. Yeah. And it sounded like yours was a darker version of what I experienced. Just something <coughs> different. Yeah. 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 Well like moving, channeling from your I was wor- like I was working on something else. <laughs> yeah. I was you know that 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 circle? Yo, you were there that night. Oh man, I was sitting next to you that night. I was under by the it's fire. so fucking perfect. I was next to you, and then my mom was next to you. Yeah, and you were in the same spot. I've been, yeah, that's yeah, man. It's cool. I met your mom, and she's like, "I'm a witch." 
That's yeah. the first thing she told me. Really? That's tight. <laughs> she is, too. I'm like, oh, she is, too. Yeah, she's she's like, I love my mom. mom. I love your mom. That's the first thing she said to me. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like Wiccan? Please be like Wiccan. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, that's Scary. I am. Are we Wiccan. like good witch here? Or <laughs> <laughs> No, it was beautiful. I'm glad uh, she had an amazing experience. I know I did, like, next to her. The energy was great. But, um, yeah, that was how I met his mother. I was like, oh, okay. Dude. Holy here we go. <laughs> this is great, man. I but love having, like, bringing, bringing all this shit together. It's like, yeah, this is what these fucking experiences are built on, dude. And now I don't know like, if any podcast out there is talking, like, pretty seriously about Bitcoin one day and then, like, this on another day. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. What's That's, that? Like, because we do, we like, we talk about Bitcoin and shit too. So it's like, we cover such a variety. (laughs) And I think for for me, like Bitcoin is like part of the, uh, it's part of, you know, the raising the vibration of the planet. It's the higher vibration money that's sound and it actually works for a beautiful future. It's hope and it's love. It's, it's part of our evolution. Just like we're waking up with medicines, like Bitcoin is the technological side of the yeah. same thing. And that's why I'm so heavy into both worlds because it's like I want to share the new money with, you know, I want everybody to be part of the future. You're going to have to help me figure that one out because I want to invest in it. I just get nervous when I put money and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you're deep into it, you got to show me, brother. I know. Well, here's what you, what you do. You take and you whatever you have that you can just like not touch for years you put into it, whether you. that's on a dollar cost average basis, but you don't, you don't have to watch the news. Don't listen to any shit about any of the other coins. I'm telling you, bro, through There's four many years, different I'm services you, though. Right. So like, I'm you telling you through that one. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Cause yeah. right now there's so much shit going on yeah. that hardcore Bitcoiners are like, you don't even buy it on exchange. You know what I'm saying? Because as this beautiful thing is unfolding, you better believe they're doing everything to avoid it. You know what I mean? Because because there's yeah. always the dark with the light. Yeah. And so it's uh, but it's it's but what happens when you turn on a light? The no darkness, darkness can't exist, <laughs> and that's what Bitcoin is. That's why it's orange. It's the color of the sun. It's hope. And wherever it's at, it can't, it, you know, if you turn a couple, if you turn a politician into a Bitcoiner, they will never not be a Bitcoiner. I fucking guarantee you. Uh. The deeper you get down the rabbit hole, there's no coming out of that rabbit hole. It's just like plant medicine in that way. Wow. If you understand money and if you take the time to learn about money and learn about Bitcoin and you, we call it being orange pilled, right? Oh, wow. Because there's blue pilled and there's red pilled. Orange pilled is another thing, and it's a thing because once it clicks, there's a there's a binary thing again. When you make a decision, you set an intention, whatever, it's binary. It's like it's real now, and it clicks, and you're like, oh, this is the future of money. This is how we do it. Got it. Right. Got it. Okay, this is inevitable, and there's – okay, got it. <laughs> and once that clicks, like you're only going to become stronger in that conviction because as you watch it play out and things just improve for you – and you start to save money and you totally change your mindset to one of abundance instead of scarcity. When you make money encourage, you know, abundance instead of scarcity, uh, changes things. <laughs> it's interesting, bro. It's super important. It's, uh, huh? Is that what he, that's what he does? Bitstamp? 
No, Bitstamp is just like he just got that shirt um, from uh, when we went to the Bitcoin conference. We're debating on going back this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I got to come check that out, dude. Yeah. Where's it at? Um, In Miami. Yeah. When, what, what what part of the year is it? Uh, it's like in two months. But I don't know. I'm like, it's kind of pricey. But I'm like, also, I really enjoyed it last time. And I kind of want to have a presence there. Because we're, you know, we're looking to get more people and come on the podcast, talk with us. I'm trying to remember man. what uh, I had some question for you earlier in regards to combo. I'm loving, like, talking to you about it because... Uh, you're just, I'm, I'm just being enlightened. Like, it's <laughs> like I've experienced it a couple of times, but I haven't had so it explained so many different ways and some of the history and some of the, you know, just stuff that you know about it because of going through the training and everything and, and just experiencing it at the depths you had. Yeah. And I it's did 45 like, points in three hours. What? 45, Say po- that it- 45 points of combo in three hours for my initiation. Everybody does that? Points. No, that's just, that was me. Um, yeah. What so, was that like? Jeez, <laughs> you were so hardcore. That was my mom said no to combo. Oh, did she? Yeah. Well, yeah. she but could probably she, do a layer treatment. They're more gentle. Yeah. Tell her if. Well, she, she's. Do I don't think she's worried. When she does it, she says she wants to like do her chakras. She Has she done to, it before? No. She says when she does it, she wants to like. The first time treatments hard. are usually basic, though. I don't know a good practitioner probably wouldn't. Yeah. The, pro- the practice is like you're going to do the basics first. Yeah, and then, that makes sense. Then, then you can work on the, when you work on chakras of combo, you want to start at the root and you want to just work like, yeah, just focus in on the root. And then the next time it's, it's, it's a long term kind of treatment thing for me though. Like you said 45 points. So you want to talk reason, about that? The reason, yeah, sure. <laughs> the reason being is I go hard. No, it's because you get so you, you, I have you have to do so much combo, so many combo series. I can't remember the exact number. I think you have to do six or four combo ceremonies before you can go to the school. And um I did it I did a couple right before or whatever. I was kinda in the medicine. But it wasn't it was really hard. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this combo school because like my last I did 10 points and I was like dying like but I didn't take care of myself either really I was still learning about still learning what to do and what not to do beforehand uh, beforehand um so when I went to school the first thing I gave myself eight points to, as of my first test you had to serve ourselves first in combo school you don't you serve yourself so I went and meditated out it was raining out in the desert we were on sacred space and uh did a meditation Heard some owls. Who all was there? It was me and a class. So Jamie, uh, Michelle, Luna, Eduardo, but he was teaching. Yeah. Um, anybody else that I can think of? So four, so was it four of you? From the Tucson area. Four of you plus Eduardo. And Toreen, she was in Phoenix. Okay. But then there was a bunch of other people from all over, uh, from all over, um, Cool. So it was like, I don't know, 15, 20 people in the, oh, okay, in the class, cool. something like that. A good size. Yeah, it was it was a, it was pretty good size. So for me, because I had done eight, and then I did another ceremony. I, I, I we were doing we were receiving and giving the whole week, 
my points ended up being like 15, 17, and 19. Whatever number equals 45. Yeah. Because yeah. I was at such a high point in the medicine that it takes more to go through the purge. You get immune to Like you develop, you develop a tolerance for the medicine. Because well, you're, so accept, you're accepting that vibration. Your every time you do combo, with it. every time you do combo, you want to go about two points more the next time. Do you, so do you even if they're spread out? Even if they're spread out, would you add two points? What do you mean? Like if you say you do it one year and then like, or you do it and then you like a year later or six well, months if it's later. A year later, you probably just want to do five. Okay. Get a, it all depends. Like it's also on the person. Like I had a client come in and tell me, yeah. I did eight last time, but it was a couple months ago. I'm feeling six. I'm like, you're feeling six? We'll do six. Yeah. And they had a fine purge. Like, it was no problem. I, I'm curious. Uh, so the first time I went to Peru, we did, I did three, but it was it was fresh off of the frog, right? Oh, yeah. That's cool. And then wow. next day, yeah, so there was no mixing it. Yeah. Or, like, it was just like wet. And oh, just it off there. the frog onto you? That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Right. So... That was the first time. And then the second day I did six, but it was not fresh. And the medicine was like way weaker or I didn't feel it like nearly as much. Is that because I was like cleaned out from that first day or do you think it's because the medicine wasn't fresh? The medicine's sticks are tiff. Like the medicine is not the same. Every stick of medicine is different. Okay. Like so it can you're gonna, it, it, it's. Oh, I have, that brings another. You might question. have had like a masculine stick, one stick. Oh, that's and what I was about then to say. There's feminine stick. It just depends, like, and you don't know when yeah. you get them. You don't know, like. What yeah. do you mean when you say stick? The the combo is collected on a stick. It's like on a flat stick. It's it's like oh, a medicine stick. Okay. They, they they put it like on smaller there. than a ruler, but we something mix like it that. with water. Okay, and, okay, and, okay. And, so we don't like wanted that every stick is different. <laughs> yeah. So that brings up a question. Anna said that in one of her combo ceremonies, like I said, she sits with the medicine really well. And I think it's because she's lived very clean. Like Anna's like, yeah, she is, has always taken care of her body. That helps. The yeah. frog rewards you for that. Yeah. And so she sits with it incredibly well. And on this particular ceremony, she was told that it was a feminine frog or a female frog. And she was like, said it was like, Super beautiful. Interesting. That's the feminine frog is the masculine energy in the medicine, and the male one is like I. I witnessed. Interesting. I know what wow. my stick is just by watching my my client purge this Monday. My my new stick that I have is a male. So you can figure it out, and once you feel the medicine, it's you can look, you can probably like Eduardo is at the point where you can look at it and just tell from. Yeah, Eduardo is another amazing human. <laughs> Salt of the earth, dude. <laughs> Eduardo is beautiful. Yeah. I, I just met him. Uh, you know, I was sat with him one weekend with uh, with AYA like in April last year, and I like he served me hape one time. Yes, and it was one of the it's top yes. one of the best hape experiences I've had. Like yeah. his delivery, because in hape and all these medicines, you're taking on the energy. And hape, think about it. The air, I'm blowing my air into you. If you're not taking energy. on someone's energy, you know what I mean? When I serve myself hape in ceremony, I barely same. feel it. It's yeah. like it's because it's a loop. It's a closed loop. If you receive it from someone else, yeah, because that plant is taking on your energy, the air is going in, and so it changes it. And Eduardo is fucking pure as He's fuck. a master practitioner in hape. I'm just an advanced practitioner. Once I initiate myself, 
which is just until I purge. I think it's like however long. Really? I really? You do? I didn't there's know a, about that. I want to hear about this. I don't know anything. Like, oh I didn't geez. know there was. I'm going to have Eduardo initiate me when I do it, I believe. But I'm feeling the call to do I it. I didn't know there was any official. Yeah. There's an initiation of Hoppe. The, uh, <laughs> tell me what it, it's just back it's, and forth so you purge? Yeah, it's like a certain amount of times. I don't have the expe- specific details at the moment. Yeah. It was something that was brought up to me from Luna. We were talking about it in school, but I'm working on becoming a, a master practitioner. I feel like unless I get initiated, I won't be able to cross that threshold of, to fully connect like in a different way to the medicine because this is a different way of experiencing it. Yeah, it's probably gonna be a way that I'm not gonna want to do hot bay for a long time. I and <laughs> our ceremonies, there's a couple people that use it like a ton of times throughout the ceremony. I do whenever I go out for my drinks. I I like mixing hot bay and ayahuasca because it helps me ground for the medicine. I I love it. I don't. Does it tend to bring a purge or no? Not for me. Yeah, I don't. I sit really well with with the hot bay. Um, yeah. They call me the hot bay bear in school because I was always. Ready to do hoppe on break. Like hoppe? So I've heard people say, I've got heard different things about it, but like that you can be addicted to hoppe or that it becomes a thing. I only do it in ceremonial situations. Like we did it before we came in just for a ceremonial. Um, yeah. I don't do it outside of that. I don't serve myself hoppe. Okay. Every every time I do hoppe, it's with a prayer and a blessing uh, and a ceremony. I that's a good, that's a good rule that's of thumb. Cool. It's like only if someone serves. Because like, it's My same, same doesn't with, even work uh, like that, so it sucks. Same <laughs> with, uh, you know, cannabis. It's like when it becomes this selfish, like, isolating thing versus, like, I'm with a group of friends, like, let's smoke. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if we're connecting with somebody, and, you know, so that kind of keeps it a sacred with, thing, too. With marijuana, uh, the spirit of Santa Maria is marijuana. Um, may, I, may I show you what yeah, I do? sure. I just do the... When I, when I so, Santa Maria is infinitely wisdom, infinitely wise. She's beautiful, caring, comforting. When we use marijuana, the spirit of Santa Maria speaks through it. Have you ever noticed you ever get epiphanies from marijuana? Yes, that's her speaking through the medicine. Our ego thinks it's us it's giving the answers. No, we go in with an attention or a question, and then you do a blessing. Just. Sorry. Just do a little bit of that. It's like gratitude for the medicine. That's how I like to think of marijuana. We abuse her. Yeah. What do we do with roaches? We put them out. We stomp them out. We yeah. We we don't ever give gratitude or thanks for the medicine. Like it's like food too. Yeah. Everything. Everything. You should take gratitude. Like be. Yeah, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're not abusing it, and that's why they say you're abusing it, right? It's not like it's like you're abusing that With, other. What's your intention? Right. <laughs> it's, it's what Justin would say. What's the intention? <laughs> yeah. You know what is your intention for using it? Is it because you just want to avoid something, or is it because you're trying to figure a problem out, or do you want to just? You want to connect with friends. You want to play some music, or you know, it's have some create jujitsu. Is I I I do it before jujitsu. Really? Yeah. Dude. Oh yeah, my. I, I would smoke, I, I get sometimes I'll splurge on these like shatter uh, joints and I'll sit in my truck and I'll smoke out before I go in and they'll be like, you, like one of my teachers, one of my, one of the brothers was like, you smell like marijuana. I was like, is that okay? She's like, yeah, it's fine. It's just, you're going to lose like 
reflexes. I'm like, well, I they have jujitsu tournaments in California called the high rollers where you roll for marijuana. Like everybody gets stoned before and then the winner gets a bunch of weed. Yeah. Like jujitsu marijuana, like is another Cal, it's just a California thing. I think it's, it's beautiful though. And it, it helps me with my social anxiety before going. Cause part of jujitsu is social, like interacting with people when you're trying to hide how much of a crazy person you are, I think. Yeah. And, but like it, you can be, you can in jujitsu, if you're good, the tribe accepts you no matter what kind of person you are. As long as you're jiu-jitsu, you bring it. And people can, we all grow from it because we all learn from each other when we train together. Yeah. As long as there's that beneficial thing, they don't really care. Like, I've, I would try to be proper and, like, it wasn't always like that. But, like, I try to be, like, very respectful. But then there's people that are like, fuck me up, man. Like, let's go. Like, you know, it's like, oh, cool, man. Like, you just be yourself on the mats and. When I step on the mats, everything slows down. The world slows down. The only thing that matters is going on the mats. When I step off the mats, things are just like, it's different energy too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty so wild. You, you are slowing down time. Like time is just like a construct, right? Like we can, if you sit and look at the clock, yeah, it ticks at a certain rhythm. Yeah. But if you are like, it's like, I, I feel like once we get in touch with this, like you can have superpowers. <laughs> like I drop shit all the time and I can grab it in a way that I'm just like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. But it's because if you become in- intensely present, you slow down time. That's yeah. how we play masterful musical pieces. That's how people do things. And you're just like, how, wh- how can you, you know, or jujitsu, like you're, you're becoming so intensely focused and present and like, that's so true. And yeah. I get depressed sometimes on the match. It's where I get waves of, I don't know why I I'm battling depression, anxiety, PTSD on the mats. It's like I'm fighting myself sometimes out there. Yeah. You know, like, and that's, that's my, that's my expression is Eduardo would say, he says, jiu-jitsu is my expression. You have people who express themselves through like ballerina dancing, uh, you know, drawing, painting, writing, professional and it, wrestling. And sometimes expression and is dark, <laughs> right? Sometimes expression is dark. Yeah. And not it's not see there's no darkness in jujitsu well just when you i was thinking when you said like you feel depressing things oh those like, things yeah, yeah those are me battling things inside of me right but that's still part of your expression right? yeah i yeah i mean it's like sometimes i don't even want to go to class i'm like i don't want to go i don't want to go i don't want to go but then when i'm done with class i'm like i'm so glad i went yeah like, that's how all the good things are yeah <laughs> the same with ayahuasca so, yeah know, like, oh, i'm tired i still like the waves of emotion that come from the ayahuasca are kind of hilarious <laughs> right because it's like i'm like two weeks away i'm just like bro i'm so glad i'm signed up or would like i'm you know it's gonna happen and then a week i might feel different that morning i might feel different and then i'm sitting there waiting for the medicine and it's like it's all over the place and it's through the night too there's been so many times where I'm just like, why the fuck do I do this? I've lost my fucking mind. <laughs> and that's the ego battle. That's, you know, yeah. that's that chatter. That's that battle. And it's like, no, like we don't want to do. And it's like, but I, why do I keep coming back? You know, mm-hmm. exactly. that's the truth. The truth is in the pudding. The truth is what, you know, w- how does it manifest? And the manifestation is like, now gotten to the point where it's just like, I want to give everything I can to this church. These are the people I want to hang out with. These are my friends. These are my family, you know, meeting somebody, you know, a brother, you know, on the spot, 
spending <laughs> one night together and then you just like you understand certain things that there's just you just have an understanding that you know is very uh unique and it's innate it's automatic it's like natural it's intuitive bonding bonding together in the light of yeah. ayahuasca and something else is like when yeah in an ayahuasca ceremony there's an energy of the entire room there's a collective energy it's those 40 individuals or however many are in there 10 individuals make up the ceremony it gets wild and that's the energy that gets projected to everybody that's why when i had my experience it was the experiences i was the conduit for the the you know into the room and like so and so if you come, you know, as if when I show up as someone who I had an experience with someone, um, uh, what's her name? Noel in this last, you know, weekend. And like, we kind of connected a little bit before had our ceremonies and I was just like feeling her the whole time. And then like afterwards, like I just said a couple words and we just had this deep understanding. It was like, wow, you helped me a lot. Like, wow, you helped me a lot. Wow. I see you. And there was, I'm not saying the exact words because it's kind of, it's like, it's <laughs> interesting, but it was like, wow. And we were both doing similar things and it was, and it had to do with holding space. It had to do with being like outward focused. And this is like, this is new to me and it's a beautiful thing. It's like learning to like, now I can channel the medicine more and it's not all about me. It's like, I can serve others in how the many room. drinks do you take when you're doing what you do up there usually two wow i am so sensitive to the medicine man no, in that's, the jungle that's i've never taken high. more than one drink each night but that medicine's different yeah. to me like the medicine i think it's because you're in the jungle too like you're literally like everything that it, it is an expression oh. of is right there and in the desert she's there but she's kind of scared she's just kind of like just hanging in there because does the desert is kind of on the verge of like being just a fucking dry rock. I'm going to Peru to try the medicine one. Bro, you're going to love I it. I cannot wait. You're going to love it. Oh, yeah. How many drinks do you usually do? I've done up to six. Yowza. Yeah. <sighs> the first night with Jeff and Ben, I think I did five. Oh, they're, they're, they, I hear that I'm a warrior with this medicine. <laughs> I go in. Um, but the last couple of times I've, well, when I did, when I did um, the jiu-jitsu combo, I was called Trinity. I only needed two to be, like, gone. But, like, if Did I'm, you keep going because, like, you knew that you needed that much to get to, like, the to where it was really working through you? Or did you get past that and you, like, you willingly wanted to go more? Or was Madre kind of, like, guiding you to... Sometimes I don't even know how I make it to the altar. To be no. <laughs> okay. So I'm then. like, how did I get here? And so, Scott's like, how did I get? I don't know how I got here either. <laughs> I got, but purge, purge. When I was taught, well, I was told after you purge, go get another drink. Okay. So like if I did like five purges, I'd go like, okay. I wouldn't be following the All purge. Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes more, that <laughs> makes because, sense. That makes because sense. Because yeah. the purge is not necessary the purge is optional but it depends on your body it depends on if you're able to accept that energy it depends on you the, yeah. the purge is optional yeah and uh oh i had a question for you uh, when i, don't, know. It'll come when I don't purge then i don't really go up chasing the drink like go up for a drink it's like the purge is like a trigger for me to go up oh 
That's, go for it. I had another. I figured out what. For me, <laughs> if I go to get a second drink, it feels like it's never like my brain telling me. It feels like Madre tells me it's time to go get another drink because my brain always wants to be like, "One's plenty. I'm good." <laughs> Like yeah. I did it. I came here and I gave my sacrament. I showed up like, yeah, I'm, you know, I showed up <laughs> and Madre's like, no, nah, you're getting another drink. And then I'm like, I'm getting another drink. You know, it's Jedi mind shit. And then I just get up and I walk up there. Sometimes I'm yeah. stumbling. I've been yeah. deep and Madre tells me get another drink. Yeah. So I'm wondering how you go and get, you know, more than three, I'm, four. I, um, I'm not afraid of ego death. So, like, going up and drinking. And it's like, you don't have to drink a lot to get the medicine inside you for it to activate again. It's like, so the the more you go up there, the less the drinks really are. It's just like a sip or it's like whatever. And there, and it's less of the one component and more of the other. It also depends on how Shikruna deep and in my journey I'm going. Like, man, like, I had, I only needed two drinks from that whole day. You know, I, my, my vessel was so open to the medicine that one, I didn't purge and two, two drinks just stayed inside of me, just stayed in yeah. me with no output. Yeah. So like, I was just like under that, like being touched by divine and then having fun and like just enjoying it. Cause when I first started doing ayahuasca, it was crying and purging and healing and the, you know, all the time. And now I'm at the other end of it where I'm like, just, oh, just keep doing what I'm doing and have fun doing it. And so, like, I'm taking a break from the medicines because I've, I've reached this one-year mark where my life is at 180 completely. And so, like, I've had blessings after blessings. I've done the work. I don't have to go 100% like hardcore on myself. I can enjoy the, what I've done and... Time to focus on something else for a little bit, which is my jujitsu is my next focus and combo being a practitioner in combo. I can always do combo like there's because now you're ready to serve. You've done the work on you and now you're ready to serve. It's wild because I've done it in such a short time. Like I shouldn't be. But you went, but you were willing to do it that quick like that. The main thing that I did with ayahuasca was I healed a lot of old relationships for which the bridge was burned. There's a laundry list. The one last thing I'm working on is with my daughter, and that's just going to take time with her. Like, she's 19, she's living her own life, and I missed a lot of her time being in the Army. And that's, like, my biggest, like, regret. But she, I was able to give her a better life than I ever had, so that was the goal. That my intention for being in the Army was to give my daughter a better life than I ever had. Like, that was my intention. I never realized what my intention, like, how powerful that was, but that was really my intention even before I knew what intentions really meant kids kids will get you to do things yeah (laughs) and i didn't get to see a lot of time with her you know i made a lot of mistakes and i didn't you know i'll take ownership for the stuff that that i feel like but i forgive myself and i cheer my daughter on from afar i'm very excited to see her again and reconnect other than her all of my relationships have been completely like repaired for the like it's it's why I started reaching out and started forgiving, and that was like part of the lesson from the first, very first night. Now I'm like I had a really bad fall out with my brother because my leg, my, when my leg broke, there was a situation there. It's not a big deal, but like I was I was outward channeling anger, like I was I felt 
I felt personally let down and all that stuff, but like I don't hold on to that. Like I've been able to repair it. Like all these relationships, the person I went to jail for when I first got in the army, like we're cool now. Like like the conflict is over and under the bridge. Like I play things I thought would never be repaired have been repaired. My daughter one is a much more deeper one, so it's going to take a lot longer. Can you see right now what it, do you know what it would take to repair that? I have a couple of ideas. But I think, but can you feel what it's going to feel like once it's repaired? It's going to be awesome. Can you feel that? Yeah. Because that's the important part, right? Yeah. Feel it. I, I do. Yeah. And that's just, she's going to have to see me through this lens that she's never seen me before. Yeah. And that can, that can take time and Yeah. Exactly. And that'll be on her own time too. So yeah. I'm always here for her. She knows I'm always here for her. She has my number, anything she ever needs. Um, so I, I, I know I, I, I made a lot of mistakes with that, but um, I repaired a relationship with my dad, which put that into the universe. Like my, my dad came and visited me a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we don't have a good relationship. We didn't. And I held space. I held space for him and we talked and we, we, we hung out and, he restrung his old guitar for me, and like I, I did that for myself, for him, and to put that energy for my daughter out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's karma coming back. I know. It can will. I, can I say something real quick? Yeah, brother. So, <clears throat> I heard you say the words like my only regrets and mistakes, and I just want to say that without that path, without those mistakes, you wouldn't be the medicine man you are right <laughs> now. And your daughter and you will repair. And your daughters learned lessons from your mistakes as well. Yes. So, you know, just mistakes. I don't like that word. Did I say regret? Yeah, you, you said did. my only regret. Did I? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. So it still hits you a little bit that way. Well, it's my daughter. It's well, always going to hey, be. Hey, bro, I'm not judging. <laughs> my, my kids are like, I, oh, yeah. if I was going to say that I have those things, I know right where I would go. And it's with my kids. I had to go on like. When it comes to my daughter, it's such a touchy subject. It's so sensitive for me because, like, there's times where the way I handled it was getting blackout drunk and destroying everything in my room. Yeah. And waking up blacked out behind a, out in a ditch. And wow. That's how I, that's how I handled wow. that before. Yeah. And now I'm, like, I'm so far gone from that person. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, so far gone from that. So... That's how I handled things on Christmas one year because I couldn't see my daughter. That was after I got out of the army. That was like, that was about five years, five or six years ago. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> like there was a lot of rage and a lot of anger and regret. I'm nowhere near the that level of like acting out ever again. I built a very wonderful life for myself. I'm very grateful to be where I'm at, and I'm not going to mess that up at all. I don't drink. I broke that. Like, my parents are out. My, my, my dad's definitely alcoholic. She'll be back. My brother's. What's that? She's going to be back. Who? That's so exciting. Your daughter. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> she'll get to see who you become. I can't wait to see what she's. I mean, I'm following her. Like, I yeah. cyber stalk. Yeah, well, you got to. I, I check her page out. <laughs> But it's beautiful, man. But yeah, she's she is. I'm I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I'm I'm not sure when, but I'll probably plan a trip out to Illinois and like see if I can put that out there. Like I'm just 
promoting the positive energy on on uh, social media. That's what I use it for. I use my platform in a positive way and to send us spread the message of this medicine because there's so much negative out there that it's good to counterbalance that. Counterbalance that. It's Definitely. all about intention, right? Yeah. And so, like, hopefully. Um, We'll see. I have a couple ideas. I don't want to say it out loud. It kind of feels a little weird to say it, but like I have some ideas for her. But I don't regret the path I've been on because, like, ultimately, it's not about where you've been, it's about where you are right now, right? That's, yeah. You know, and that's how you got there. Yeah. It's the only way to get there. Yeah. Is that path. If one thing was different, it would all be different. Probably. If I, if I, yeah. If I would, you wouldn't be you. If I would have smoked, or done mushrooms when I was 13, like you, I probably would never join the army. Yeah. Ever. Maybe that's why I didn't join the army. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I can't take any. I have a couple of friends still in the army right now. I'm like, when you get out, we're going to come to ayahuasca, but not while you're in because you might just be a conscientious objector after you do some ayahuasca. Yeah. You didn't have any, like, uh, like um, influences behind military? Like, you know, like, family past history yeah. anything like that like um, yeah with Foss, like you know what with what you went through as a child like what was the big push into um, other than aggression you know other than the outlet for aggression like oh yeah i can that, think that about came it. in time uh so when i was in the group homes i was 17 years old i dropped out of high school i was destroying government property in the group home i was running out at night breaking curfew i was stealing i stole a car um, I was just reckless and I got opportunity to go to this military school program called Lincoln's Challenge. It's a six month school where they, you can't even talk for the first like 90 days there. Like you, it's like straight up, it's harder than basic training. In my opinion, it's harder than it's all voluntary. It's six months. You get your GED, you get a certificate from them. And the army looked at that as a high school diploma. They would take you in. So, I went to military school. <laughs> That's Damn, dude! Interesting. So you right did this. You did the, this willingly, though. <laughs> um, so they're uh, kind of like, like preying on like young men. Bro, that this fucking is this are, is why I have this aggression, so, right? Bro. It was. It was a. I can't knock the school because it brought in like it was a bunch of bad kids in Illinois in the Midwest, right? And it gave them a second chance to like, hey, because. Do you don't have different. to go in the army. You can be go to college. You, yeah. They even pay you a little stipend afterwards if you're being productive. Like oh, so it can be a, just a way to get. No, it was for me. For me, it was either go into the army or go onto the streets because I had no support system outside of. Yeah. So I okay. joined a support system that was built to. Yeah. So I joined Fuck, a support dude. system that was going to help me, and yeah. I was going to work and find a path and like find my way but that was before a war that was before well you wouldn't even call afghanistan like a war before the occupation that was before offensive operations in the army this is like in a chill time so it's not like i had the intention to join a lot of those people that joined after 9-11 were the intention to go to war but i was you know that was never my intention like that wasn't but i ended up going and doing these things um that look like a second life now or a past life but so I went to military school, almost got kicked out for smoking weed on pass. Wow. Um, graduated military school. I walked across, got my diploma from them. I joined the Army. I signed a contract with them like a month or two before I went. I graduated. 
So I had 20 days to take a vacation between military school and the army. And then I went to basic training. So I didn't even give myself time to really like get in trouble or get, do something or like get lazy or like whatever the case was like making excuse not to go. Like I was locked in. And uh, that's when I got married. My, I met my ex-wife in the military school and we, I got her, we got married before I went in and I, I ended up getting her pregnant on our honeymoon. And then we both went into the army together and she found she was pregnant. And so she got out and I stayed in and that was pretty wild. And then I went to Germany and I was stationed in Germany. My, my daughter stayed back with her mom. What year is this? Oh, you said it's when your daughter, your daughter said it's 19. Yeah. 2004, five. You I just have one daughter. Germany. Yeah. Just one kid. I was very careful after that. I couldn't <laughs> afford two kids. Not on the, not on the army salary. Um, yeah. I was very, I, I devoted all, all my attention. Like I didn't want any other kids. Like that was it for me. Yeah. You know, like I was now I, I wouldn't mind, I guess, cause I have a lot of free time, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, but I've already raised, like I'm not raised, but like I helped raise and help make sure, you know, my responsibilities as, as on my end were taken care of for her as best as I could at the time. Yeah. You know, it's what parents do. Yeah. Usually parents always are doing their very fucking best. I just stayed in the army. I kept <clears throat> reenlisting because I thought I was going to do career. Cause so even though I was adopted and sent to foster homes and group homes and I was getting kicked out for fighting, like my true, like my, not my true, but like my, my dad's side of the family was all army Navy and my mom's side of the family was all air force. So it was like there is a history of people in, in my family joining the army in the military. So that was obviously, but it wasn't like a factor on why I joined. Because mm -hmm. if that was the case, I would have joined the Air Force and I probably wouldn't be sitting here today. Oh. I joined the army on my own. I wanted to do something more challenging. And then um, I thought I was going to, I don't know. Uh, so after, your, after, you, after you guys had a baby, you were still in the army for how much longer? Oh, uh, that was, she was born March 23rd, 2001, and okay. I got out of the army. I joined the army in June of 2000 and got out October 2014. Okay, damn. Yeah. So you were in there for a minute. Yeah. I, I The army raised me from 18 years old to my 30s. It was oh. army raising me. <laughs> you want to talk about hardcore programming, <laughs> dude. I was programmed to be like... America, fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. So, so it's how so do you stupid? So, <laughs> as as far as how things are right now with all with all the shit that's going on, what do you you know? I know you're more in the spiritual realm now. Yeah. So, like, what what do you feel about how shit's going on right now? Like, do you you know with even with the background of what you've had, like your outlook on what things are coming to play? Like, there's a lot is of it, pain out there, man. There's a lot of people suffering in this world. And uh, it, I think that's mostly what I see when I look outward, you know. And I'm just trying to do my part, my area of influence to help people uh, come to healing. If I try to look too far into that stuff, it's like, it's going to bring me to just a place. And the facts are, the world is a stage, brother. Yeah, The world is a stage. They're all actors, man. You know, I can see the play. It's like being deprogrammed, like from the Matrix. Like that's a real thing. Like it, it there was. I, I had to take time to process current events with Afghanistan. 
that was a really crazy thing to watch. But I'm also like, I'm so glad that I didn't have to be in the army like for that. Like, I don't know how that would like, that was a hard, hard thing because we got sent over there. We got lied to and they forced us to go over there and they forced us to do this fucked up shit. These, these evil, evil politicians and like officers are political and like, I can see it. I could see like how bad it was, like the whole direction and, you know, I, I pretty much quit the army like you can't quit the army but if there's a way to quit the army i quit the army like talking about like they put me in a psych ward and i escaped it and like like they um i pretty much fucking tapped the fuck out like conscientious objector type shit i was done like they the whole system is full of shit man like the military is like Speak on it, maybe brother. I, maybe Speak I, on it. I mean, I, at least tell your truth, man. I, I, I mean, there's some good dudes in there and, and women. There's good, there's good brothers and sisters in the military, but the leadership is is rotten well, to the core. That's that's important on like anything that I'm telling anybody ever. Like, because I have ideas about things, but it's never about individuals. It's never about the people involved in it. It's about the sickness that is the system. I have a question for you. Yeah, brother. What do you think about 9-11? So I can tell you my, my views on 9-11 because I was in the army. Right. 9/11. Yeah, that's why I'm curious. Um, so I was, I, was an, I was a soft skill MOS at that time. I joined, I joined uh, what they call a soft skill. It's a long story how I, it had to do with my daughter and like not being deployed a lot, which ended up being a bunch of crap. So I was stuck in this job I didn't really like. Um. Um, at the time, I was just really bored or whatever. It was just, it was just wasn't challenging me. But um, so nine eleven, there was an entire field exercise going on across the world. Like, this is one of the things that I saw, like when they were talking about hijacking simulations during nine eleven that morning. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, we were all going to the fucking field that day. Like they had the military resources spread <laughs> across the fucking globe was doing a fucking was doing joint x like war games war gaming so like i had camel face camel paint on my face with my weapon drawn out of the arms room loading up on a fucking humvee to go out and set up a tent and do some stupid shit like just what they call in the infantry pogue shit i'm i would end up what's it called pogue shit like <laughs> Is just doing po- like, I was a grunt too. I did both sides of the army. Like I ended up reclassing because I was like, if I'm gonna get sent over there, I better go with the best people possible. If I can't, you know, like, because Iraq was such an eye opener for me and how fucked up the shit show really was. And I was like, if I'm gonna go back over there, I better join like an elite group of people. That way, I know that we're gonna be like, I'm good and we're good together. Yeah, you know, we have you know, instead of going with people who are like trained to type and like, yeah right no offense because i did that shit you, too yeah i could do that that's how i learned how to that's type. not how you're gonna feel uh, safe no but that's i mean well i wanted to, if i was gonna be a part of this fight then i'd better go and be a part of this fight if that's whatever but like it was all bullshit 9-11 brainwash like i i brought into it on 9-11 i brought into the bullshit you know like the lie the <laughs> The fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much complexities going on. Doesn't this that. feel like it should be like common knowledge by now? Yeah. You'd think, but you know, COVID is the new 9-11. Right. So they're going to learn right. through COVID what right. 
what we are learning, what we learned from 9 11. That's a don't trust the fucking government no matter who's in charge. It's just gotten more <laughs> intense. Like, because when I was a kid, it was like war on drugs. Yeah. You know. things are things are evolving and changing but the 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 control mechanisms in place are still like they're just you it's the thing so i remember so 911 happened and they canceled our field exercise i was 19 and i didn't know what the hell was going on i didn't even know what the world trade center was my worldly view was no i didn't have one like outside of the states that i lived in i didn't understand the world at all i was in the army 19 growing up and still maturing and still trying to figure it out so they canceled the field exercise, and all I could think about was, oh, we're not going to the field. And go have a beer illegally in my barracks room, whatever, and see what's going on. And my brother is a big conspiracy theorist, not like big. He sent me, <laughs> he sent me Alex Jones back in the day before he was like, this is in 2000. I was like, what are you fucking listening to, dude? This dude's yeah. wild. <laughs> and he sent me Loose Change, the documentary, Loose 9-11, Loose Change. And I was starting, and then I saw the Zeitgeist video, of course, which was like, yeah. holy shit. Like, then you start digging in and you start doing your research. And you're like, man, like, my buddy Ulysses and I used to I talk about I can't imagine what that would feel me. like for someone. Because, like, like, for me, I'm outside. But, like, if you're part of that. Yeah. And then this lie, like, you are learning about this lie. Like, I'm getting a feeling in my stomach right now, like, thinking about Ugh. it. There's no reason why we should have been in Afghanistan kicking in people's doors, <sighs> destroying their shit. There's zero reason. They didn't have the capability. Except for money. They didn't. Ha we might as well have been in Russia then, because Russia is more of a threat to being on our doorstep than Taliban ever were. They were freedom fighters that we trained. We trained them. If you ever watch Rambo too, Rambo went over there to work with the Taliban. We trained them. Then we set them up as a fall guy for nine eleven. Like it's so corrupt. Like look who's been in power. All these like look who's been in power. When you have like two people in power for more than eight years is called what a monarchy yeah bush clinton bush um bush clinton bush obama right but they're all the same yeah well they all yeah they're then all trump of course they're right. to divide yeah fucking then you have obama's uh vp yeah. so you really have like a, a stream of the same people running right. this country and then trump was a tool to get us one of the tools to get us divided so right now a big psyop right now they can say you know because i'm not into back to getting jabbed it means i'm this this and this right because you either have to get in this camp or this camp yeah and i don't go in camps i don't go in I, boxes. i'm not in any camp you put me in a box and i fly out of the box right man, like and that and nobody should be it's complete bullshit. It, if you put you put two groups of people against each other, and and the the people in power win because they can continue to feed the the, the right. narratives. But I'm that's, an anarchist. That's with, why football is so popular. Pure anarchy is like people living in harmony with our ruler. Yeah, that's real anarchy. Yeah, I'm a believer in that. Equality across the board. And because people can self-govern. Yeah. We do it Villages, we should be able to take care of each other as a community. We don't need the government for shit for that. Except the only thing is that other governments are out there that exist to invade. And if we take apart a part of the protection, it's so stupid. Good thing, good thing Bitcoin is worldwide. Dude. Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin spreads love. It doesn't incentivize greed and war. It's not backed by war. It's backed by love, yeah. gratitude, giving. I'm telling you, brother. Yeah. yeah, it's coming. 
I, that it's it's gonna it's gonna dissolve borders. I don't believe in borders. Yeah, it's that's we have Bitcoin. Bitcoin is borderless, and when you get rid of the money, monies are what maintain borders. Yeah, without a huge amount of capital, borders don't remain. And so, when you have a limited money supply, things are inevitably distributed. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I dig what you're yeah. saying, brother. It's inevitable. Yeah, you'll you'll be there. That that's cool. <laughs> I like yeah. that. It's well, exciting. It's hope. Yeah, yeah. It's the network of money, bro. And yeah. it's going to be what I got. Scott, he's uh, starting to use Strike to send money to Peru because you can do it feeless. Think about this. Okay, instant transaction from one person to another person anywhere on the planet, feeless from my currency to your currency, or maybe there's a tiny fee, but it's like tiny yeah. from they my get from my in, currency to your currency. And it all happens on the Bitcoin network. It's using the Bitcoin network to convert dollars into, and you can do this anywhere. And that's just one of the millions of ways that you can use these types of networks. My brother's big into Bitcoin. Well, he's probably a smart guy. He's a tattoo artist. He sometimes he takes Bitcoin money from like as a payment. Really? He has a whole stock thing. He can see like the exchange rate. So if he wanted to pull it out, like. I've seen it. I just don't know. I know I missed the bus on it when it, no, got, no, no, when it no. first started. But you didn't miss the bus because I'm going to tell you another thing. Or the train Bitcoin is worth $1 trillion. How many trillions is our debt? Like how many trillions is in the world? Uh, gold is like 10 trillion. Yeah, but isn't, uh, isn't debt like the 20, illusion, 20, 20, right? Debt's right. an illusion, right? Right, right, yeah. right. That's, why, that's yeah. why one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. But as long as we're pricing things in debt, we're pricing things in debt. We're not yeah. pricing things in money. It's the debt that dictates the value of the dollar, right? So inflation is not some evil thing that just has to happen. <laughs> it's not are so a, silly, aren't it's, they? It's not a magical like, oh darn inflation. Yeah, like that's darn just a talking inflation. Point, bro. It's just the that's same. A, sh- it's a narrative. It's same as COVID. <laughs> same shit. You get sick from like being sick from getting exposed to energy. We don't got to be scared of. Uh, Anyways, I'm not going to go on that track. I got you, brother. No, <laughs> as a spiritual, so, as a spiritual practice, uh, as a, I practice in spiritual side of like this medicine, natural medicine, spirituality, I noticed that a lot of people in the community feel the same way when it comes to the COVID thing. Yeah, um, and it's just it's really still pretty triggering for me uh, because even in the ceremony space, come people come in with certain stories, and I'm just like, ah, okay, <laughs> you're missing part of the. St- you missed some part of it. Just but give yeah. yourself combo if you catch COVID. I mean, that'll probably yeah, yeah. Be, uh, that'll yeah. Be Just give yourself combo, period. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. Possible. Yeah. As much. So, Christian. What up? <laughs> when are you up for uh, combo? Oh. Christian. Oh, dude. I'm, that's next for me. So, I'm ready to go through the uncomfort. I'm ready to, you know. One nice thing about it is, like, how would, like, for most people, how long would you say the uncomfortable lasts for okay so you only sit in the medicine for about 20 minutes tops or you can go farther no minimum sorry 20 minutes minimum with the medicine on you yeah if uh i would say about 10 to 15 minutes you know once you so the best way to know when the medicine's like done its job is like you're cold again 
you're going to be cold to begin with because you'll be drinking all that water, like two and a, two liters, uh, a liter and a half to two liters of water before the process starts. Like quick, kind of pretty quickly. Too. So you'll, you'll, I always shiver, and then the medicine goes on. You're like, oh, it's warm, but then it goes, oh, shit, you know, boom. You go into your process, and then when you feel cool again, like you're like, oh, and you feel better because sometimes is your mind like running through all of the sensations that you're going through at the time or are you, because you said it's not a hallucinogen so what you're looking at is you like you're looking at your body you're looking at the room you're looking at or you're closing your eyes like you can be doing a little bit of all that now um the first thing i first time i ever tried combo i saw green through a green lens i thought that was very cool um it's pretty wild. Everything was in a green shade. Stop. Like I was like, but it was the first time I connected with the medicine, and I remember like, what the fuck? And I purged, and it was only three point. It was only three points. Oh yeah, I had a question about the points. Where do you like? Why is there uh, or is there a um, importance of where on your body it's positioned? You can treat combo like acupuncture, meaning that you can hit meridian points, you can hit chakras, the ears. Um, those are the three. Yeah, the chakras, the ears, and the meridians. I, now, I've served all three at once as my test. I had to do ears, meridians, and chakras for my, my final test. I've done that twice this year. Um, it's it's a spe- it's called a special, right? So basic treatment is just pick uh, your left arm or your right leg. Your left arm because it's closest to your heart, and your right leg for, uh, for females. For males, it's the left arm and then the right leg for females. And then after that, you can start working on like, oh, I did it there. Maybe I want to work on my chakras. Maybe I want to work on my meridians. Maybe I got something I need to process. And so there's, there's a there's a complex way to treat uh, certain clients over f- dealing with certain things in their life, like processing grief or uh, opening up their throat so they can speak, opening up their heart, going like releasing energy from the lower chakra. Meridians are super complex, and uh, it's a special kind of treatment. It's also a little difficult. Chakras, for me, I find fine. Uh, I notice a lot of people have a hard time with chakras, but you'll just develop your own plan as you go along how you feel because you'll, you'll get answers from either the hape or the practitioner that you're working with that will make a suggestion. Um, for first-timers, basic, three points, three to five, depending on how they feel. Um if they're like, I gave combo to a guy with one leg, and I was like, he's tough. Is it the yeah. guy that was in ceremony with us? No, okay. that was Keith. That okay. was another veteran brother of mine. But this guy, this guy was, uh, he's he's a pretty tough kid. Um, so I knew to give him five points would get him to where he needed to be. And he had a really good good purge so like i kind of yeah because you don't want to just get it in there and they just hang sometimes on to it will. if you're not at the right point this guy takes a lot of prescription medicines though i really wanted to give him an extra kick to help him with so get that stuff out. can you do combo while being on prescriptions generally like a yeah, lot of them yeah i we have to get the list and we go through a process of like vetting like we we, we do our research on it and I, I have another question this has been coming up a lot and i'm finally remembering it um would you say, so like I think of like Aya and I think of like trauma healing and I think of combo and I think of more of a physical thing. But when I'm hearing you talk about chakras and stuff, how much can be done as far as processing trauma with tra- with combo? 
Like, is it strictly cleansing? I mean, because if you're opening up your chakras, is that is that gonna help processing occur yeah. as well? Yeah. Uh, there are many ways to purge. Not necessarily puking. Everybody, like, you can cry. Like when I did my ear chakras, man, I felt like so. I had a, I had a really vivid dream the night before. This is like a two week ceremony of combo. It was basically the school, and it was like I had this really profound dream uh, with one of my army brothers, and like. It was very, like, I just missed this person. Like, he's a good friend of mine. And, like, I felt that when they, even when they just opened up my ears. They just opened up my ears, chakra. My ears, not my ears, chakra. My ear points. Because, like, there's. Is it, like, on your earlobe? Yeah. No, it's on. So, it's from the Chinese and the, I believe it was, the Chinese have a method of uh, using acupuncture on the ears. And we just follow their guidance with combo. Okay. So there's the shaman point, the master control point. It, you got to find out which side is dominant, which side is non-dominant. And that way, you, with dominant, you're putting in. And with non-dominant, uh, you're releasing out. That's so cool. So there's different ways to play with the ears. And it also looks kind of cool, too, from a fashion sense. Like, some people are like, just do my ears just to make it look like I want them here. And like, so it's like when I'm showing <laughs> them the ears, are, it's almost like I'm showing them Cadillac. Like, like, oh, do you want to look like? This, <laughs> like that, like, so it's a so you like, do multiple on the ears. So yeah, yeah, you you can do only you can only do. I believe you can only do eight. I I, I had to pull my book out. I'm I don't do eight. a lot of ears. That there's a max number. You can't go past. Don't quote some me number. On that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay. That's we don't a need number, it. but it's not like so. If you've like done like fifteen points, you doing ears this time or bruh? I'm just <laughs> like so. I imagine that, that would, I would imagine that would be like if you're in yeah, music up in your head, like it, a lot. So ears are a different experience from any other type of combo treatment. It's like a very. You said if you're into music, I'm I was into singing. Music, I was so singing like in it. I was singing in it with the band, like kicking my feet around in it. Like it's a very tranquil. Like, there's a tranquil point, like tranquility point, and like there's all kinds of other things, and it's a very powerful, very different experience through the ears. But the methods of using combo with acupuncture are so amazing. I would recommend. You know Jamie? No. Oh, she's an acupuncture uh, specialist in Tucson. And she does combo, right? She mixes it. Like she has the the knowledge of uh of like of a acupuncture specialist that she can use combo with. Dude. It's like it's so, such a great combo for her, like to, to do that. Like I would so recommend cool. I would recommend her to you if uh you want to try like a, a special highly specialized combo treatment. I gotta at least tell Anna about that. Oh, she hasn't done the ears? No, she's done like a chakra. I think she did her heart. So when you do chakras, though, you always want to work in the root first. You can go all the way up, but you want to, like, focus in on, because the energy comes upward, and so you're releasing energy. If you, like, go go and do the heart first before you do the root, there's going to be that a, makes sense. Be a blockage. Okay. What, uh, where, where does it have to be positioned in order to, for it to be uh, Anywhere. from the root? You just have the intention, or do you? No, oh, it's no, no, it's on your root. <laughs> it's like, down here. Like, oh, on like your spine? Back. Yeah. Okay. So it's really, like, yeah, your root for real, for real. And then the highest you can get, I don't know if you can see, it's on the back of his head up pretty high. Can you see it? No. It's above the hairline. Yeah, she went pretty high to get to my third eye. 
But you can get to the third eye in many different ways, but you don't put combo on the face, the face or the hands or the feet. You don't want to do that. So it's hard to get to the third eye, but you can get to the third eye through alternative means through the meridians. Um, or you can go pretty high. <laughs> Up here is what my sister did. I was like, are you sure? Yeah, she's like, yeah. There you go. It works. so cool. Yeah. Like the last time I did combo, I did all my chakras all the way up. But I also, I did my front and my back. In one, in one session? No, no. Two, like in, within two weeks of each other though. Like within, no, within a week of each other. For the Bufo ceremony, I did the front. And then for my combo ceremony for uh, Ayahuasca, I did the back all the way up. Man. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty. Dude, that's hardcore. The medicine. This guy's works. hardcore. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm hearing. I'm. I'm already knowing, bro. So yeah, for sure. My my uh, combo service is gonna be soon, sooner than later. Cause yeah, you can give him my number, and definitely. I'll send you my welcome letter, and we can start whenever you want. You know, like on your time. And it's if we got some uh, what, veteran what, maybe friends, maybe you want to do yeah. kombufa with us. Yeah, dude. Is I that the, what do you think about combination? Like, should should Absolutely. somebody sit with uh, combo first and then yes. do kombufa later, or just what's do com- a, what's kombufa? Like, like as if he didn't have any experience with uh, combo yet, then would it still? Do you think a good first experience with combo could also be happen with bufo? Yeah. 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 I don't see why not. No, there's no wrong time to do combo, brother. In fact, you probably will have a good recovery. I might yeah. like that. I might like uh, combo because it's time for. I've done it's it. You, it's you, you, you're tar- it's time for. I've never done it, and we Let's could all start do that it together. Put it on shirts. <laughs> Fuck it. We could go do it anytime. It's a beautiful, kombufo. beautiful. Uh, the the two medicines go so well. You bring you the combo. Purge, I'll bring the bufo. You, you might bring purge a little extra in bufo because you might have some combo left in you. I never have purged on bufo. I don't understand. Oh, I that. have. Yeah, I've heard that, but I don't. It's the smell, the taste, and everything's yeah. so like intense. Definitely the yeah. taste, the smell for sure got it's me. Like That's why this is my medicine, bro. Like Dude. I'm, you know, I'm from this. <laughs> like yeah. I've been here the whole time, and I used to try to catch these frogs when I was a kid. <laughs> you had no idea what you were, what, what we were messing yeah. with. Yeah, and then they just started popping up on my property, and yeah, I was like, awesome. okay, planted the yeah. seed early. I like the story of uh of how um, Bufo was kind of like discovered in a sense. Like I think it, I think it was, it was you that told thing, me. Like basically, right? yeah. I don't yeah, know this like, story. It, well, it's like was, um, something like it was like they saw like the natives saw a, a monkey uh, like they were either trying to eat the the frog or tried to catch the frog and like started eating it or tried to eat it and the like the the monkey ended up like flopping around <laughs> on the floor and then it like like went unconscious and as they watched the monkey it came back into consciousness and like then it started running away the stoned like, ape theory. Huh. You were the, I think you were the one that told me that story. I don't story, remember dude. that story. That's I know I the, remember that story. I know the story of the snake. The, the or no, Scott. I think Scott told me that. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, that could make sense. They yeah. say that snakes uh, eat, consume, or try. Or they 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 put inside them the combo frog, but they spit it back out just to clean themselves out. Because the 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 the, fr- the giant green tree monkey frog has no natural predators in the Amazon from that from combo. That's why it's so chill. Yeah, like when you pick no them up, they like predators. they have no. They like when the, in Peru we got to like hold Nobody them and stuff, and they them. they just move around like 
They're just like, what's up, bro? Like everything's chill for them. Like the frogs are so safe from the medicine. And also, we found out that they use that. They, there's a theory that they use the combo as a sunscreen as well, because they they see them like <laughs> rubbing it on them. Like the frogs will like rub it on them. Dude. So it's like a sunscreen. So there's like the combo gives and then the things like leave them alone because they, they, so the snakes like, know like, wow, this thing's cleaning me out and they spit it back out. They spit it back out. Yeah. The snakes will like cleanse themselves with the frog. They won't, they won't, they won't, they won't see the, everybody out. They can eat it. How can you eat that? Look, look, it's saturated in combo. You're not going to be able to eat the frog. Like you have to. It's it's really and they they keep they do it they continue to they continuously use the frog to clean themselves out like, and then the 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 ape and the the bufo the was a monkey like yeah. I believe in the stoned ape theory man like that that the that the, the, the they did eat mushrooms back then and all that oh, like yeah, yeah. how we became what we are like I feel oh, like oh that makes sense the stoned ape theory is really like the I, stone I, ape theory they the the the, the uh. Now this is if you believe in like evolution and stuff, which I feel like what we are now is a result of psychedelics from our ancestors. Yeah, the way that our brain functions because we've built our past. Yes, like time doesn't exist. We built this from you know from now always, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're like we're writing we're writing the history as we our year marker is the year that Jesus Christ was was what born again or what died and they don't even have an exact date on when that is and that's like that's their start of reference that's how for this that's how timeline. we're keeping track yeah. of shit what the Dude, heck it, it, it was and that that's was why the, that's why that calendar doesn't line up with the astrological calendar. no it doesn't and they don't even know exactly how many years ago but <laughs> i'll tell you what i believe that when jesus was like drink from me there was ayahuasca or some kind of psychedelic in that medicine that they were drinking during like the last supper right and all that stuff like i do believe that like the the great the great artists the da vinci's the leonardo's they were on that shit when they were doing their work like i feel like our, like people before us had this medicine not necessarily the exact same thing but a pathway to the spiritual world right where we got all this stuff like i know mushrooms are all over the place in our history yeah that's probably where the, that's probably that's probably like the most logical one yeah, like I mean, I it's in the Bible and in pictures, and it's like it's symbolized all over the place. I think I took mushrooms for the first time before I went to Iraq in the army. That was a wild experience in Germany. <laughs> but me and my two best friends, man, were like, we're gonna go over there. We're gonna do these. They were selling them like just straight selling them over the counter in Germany. We found a place like a little shop, dude. We just like went to this club called the Asylum. It was like that was the first time you did them. It's like in that setting, bro. That was the first time. First time ever. Right before Iraq, too. We were like, we're going to go out there. We don't know if we're coming back. We're just gonna do this. We die. We die. Yeah, and you know what? What an amazing journey that was. And then, um. I did a lot of ecstasy when I first joined the army and uh, raving and stuff like that. I didn't really like that stuff, but like the mushrooms, like there was, yeah. The first time I did, it, I was like, yeah, I mess with psychedelics. Like they're really cool. Like, so when we did, it was easy for me to go to ayahuasca, but a lot wow. to process with the 
psychedelics yeah. in Germany. Everything I, was really I, shiny. Dude, <laughs> I kind of think that like mushrooms are an alien thing and that they inform humans because I feel like an alien. And, you know, there's like all these things about like star seeds and like, like it's, I don't know. To me, it's like that's when we became, we evolved to a different thing. It was like this alien thing that came in and it gave us this new expanded consciousness that it observes itself. You know what I mean? Like that has this awareness that like kind of is our, is our greatest gift and our greatest burden. Yeah. The human condition. Everything is seeping DMT into the air and we've cut ourselves off from oh, that yeah. connection. Yeah. That's so sad. And from our breath, you can release your own DMT with your breath. It's so sad, man. Like, yeah. So how do we fix it? How do we vibrate we're, higher? We're How working do we, on it every day. We we so I wonder if there's more like how deep does this go? But like when you think about it, like generations of programming and like fucking our body up with all this shit that this society's produced, like whatever, like all the toxins. We've we've evolved, de-evolved our, ourselves from connection to spirit through when I was a kid, I wanted to go to fucking McDonald's all the fucking time. Right. You know, I wanted to fucking like, I, I wanted to eat junk sodas and all this other stuff that is really just toxins, toxins and not really any health benefit. I feel like generations of that, like over, like over a long, long, long period of time, at least this society, we've we've managed to cut ourselves off from yeah that which is sacred and that that spiritual connection. Maybe at one time people were really connected to the spiritual and religion and stuff because they were doing, they were Definitely. more in touch. Have they you, could see it. Yeah. You know, it's like we've been. Have you read the Celestine prophecy? No. Something to check out. I'll give you a copy. Yeah, dude, I'd love to read it. Uh, yeah, because it, it it talks about like understanding our history. It goes through the different. What do they call them? Uh, insights the different insights in this book and it's a short super like fun book it's kind of like an adventure but it's like these fucking deep insights and one of it's like understanding where we come from and understanding these cycles that we're in and we've gone through this cycle you called it de-evolution of you know connection to spirit and yeah. stuff and it has been that and it's been an evolution in other ways right and now it's time to take what we've learned and roll it into what we're rolling into which yeah. is you know the age of Aquarius, it's the, you know, it's shout out to Aquarius. It's, the, shout out. it's raising, <laughs> raising the vibration of the planet and get a Renaissance 2.0 people getting back in touch with themselves, people being creative, people being cooperative. Like it, what we're, the suffering we're going through is completely optional. Yeah. It's completely optional. Very true. So as we, as you and I, as this group, you know, and my friends decide into something different and then we, then their friends decide into something different. And this thing is happening everywhere at the same time right now. Yeah. It feels, if you watch the news, it doesn't feel like it. But the reality is, is that, you know, it, the things are changing. I'm super optimistic. Those yeah. people get up every day and put on a suit and tie and get on front of TV and lie to everybody. But you know, and I've always known that. How is it like? How do they live with this? That's their only job. Don't get me started on those (laughs) motherfuckers. My bullshit, my bullshit, dude. My bullshit detector is is a tuned one. Dude, it's part of who I am, and it's like, 
Yeah. I, I do believe and I do have hope that this that this gen this this civilization that we're in right now is, is having a great awakening. Yeah. I really do believe that. They can't they can't well, keep my, doing this shit to us forever. My thirteen year old son knows these things. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it it's happening. It's like but here's the the crazy program is like no matter who's in charge, there's always gonna be a certain level of loyalty and there's always gonna be a certain level of dissent. Yeah. No matter who's in charge, and that's by design. Yeah. I feel like we should break the wheel, Game of Thrones style, without going all crazy with the dragon at the end. And yeah. like doing something better. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know, to, to, there's got to be. To better. inject it again, Bitcoin acts as a Trojan horse. The way it works is a peaceful way. Yeah. And it deconstructs things from the inside. Yeah. And it's happening already. Like, every politician that gets into it, it starts detoxifying the system. That's the detergent. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it's you. the detergent in the financial system, and the money. I believe the, it. The the money is the water, and the detergent is Bitcoin coming in and cleaning <laughs> it, and then it, it it makes all the money disappear, and then now it's just twenty one million Bitcoin, and that's what you get, and we share those, and when there's a limited supply, it, your money goes up in value. How do you use it to buy things? I can you? A, I have a crypto dot com card. Yeah, that's what my brother has too. Yep. And it's backed by crypto. I top it up whenever I want to. I say to 100 bucks. I keep all my money in crypto. Okay, I'm going get, that route. Get rid of it's your about bank, to go down. Cash App. Okay, Cash App. If you're going to buy Bitcoin like from Venmo, an exchange, right? no, don't use no, Venmo. Okay. Use Cash App, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Almost every other that. service, almost every other service, you're not getting Bitcoin. You're getting a number on a screen. Okay, and that's what they want. They want you to trade your Bitcoin. They want you to sell it. They so want you to see if it's dropping because, or going up. Because if you do that, you will lose. Okay, that's called trading, and then you're gambling, and you will lose because you're trading against the brightest minds on the planet. Okay, don't try to buy and sell anything for profit unless that's what you do for your living. Okay, so Bitcoin is the same way. The only thing you do is buy it, and on Cash App, here's the thing: you buy it, and then you take your Bitcoin and you put it on your private wallet that's in your fucking safe in your house are buried in your backyard not unlike cash or gold but it's digital and nobody can have that ever right so we don't need banks you know it's savings technology and eventually so i can like i keep most of my digital money in the future yeah but not the government's digital money because there's going to be a a digital money of course cash is. is going away they love blockchain they love the fact that you can see everything that's going on they love that what they don't love is the one that they don't control, which is Bitcoin. They can't. Con- so our government can't control Bitcoin. The government cannot do anything to Bitcoin, no matter what they do. That's the you, main you protected can, source. You could come up with any news article and tell me any reason why you think Bitcoin won't work. And I have a fucking beautiful explanation as uh, to why that's awesome. bullshit. Anyone who writes that shit doesn't understand Bitcoin. Cause I tell you what, to understand Bitcoin you should probably have like several years and like hundreds of hours of studying to understand Bitcoin. It's not something that unless you're a fucking coder, you know what I mean? And even then it's like understanding the concepts, you know, and accepting the abundance. Is there any threat of hacking in, in this? So here's what can get hacked. Like if you have your Bitcoin on an exchange and that exchange gets hacked, you could lose your Bitcoin. If I keep my Bitcoin on my hardware wallet and it's in my fucking closet right here, 
The only way that can get hacked is someone comes in with a gun and says, give me your thing. And then even then. So it's actually transferred onto this card yes. and there's not, it's not on the internet. It's not anywhere else, but it's in this card. Right. And no, okay. and, and they're also going to need your pin number and they're going to need your uh, password. Right. They're going to need that. And maybe you have a Segwit 2X protection, which means your fucking, your significant other or your child has another one and they can't get to your Bitcoin unless they have fucking both. Dude, that's sick. It's sick. And you can send it from one person to another anywhere on the planet with zero fees, almost zero fees on the Lightning Network and it's limited supply. So there isn't six guys in a room deciding how much they print. It comes out based on an algorithm wow. and it's all backed by miners that are distributed worldwide and nodes that are distributed worldwide. If half of the world goes away, Bitcoin's fine. <laughs> you could blow, you could have an EMP hit several places. There's, they're working on Bitcoin. There's Bitcoin satellite connections. There's nothing yeah, you can do. EMP type stuff. Yeah. The system's never come down since it's, Right. It's been around for 12 years. It's never been down. You know, it's, uh, I'm telling you, the more you learn about it, you're going to fucking love it because it's, it's anarchy money. Can I set up my direct deposit through that, through Bitcoin? Just send it right into there? Yeah. Yeah. You can have it converted. Like, like how Strike does that. Yeah. I could just set up Uh, my side uh, check I think it's Strike. It's called, uh, it's uh, Jack Mahler's. I can send you some stuff. Okay. He's fucking, he's a young kid. He's super bright and he's changing the world with some of the products he's building on top of Bitcoin. And, um, yeah, he makes something where you can get your direct deposit. You give him your routing number and shit and it goes right in there and it's automatically converted. Wow. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm, I'll talk to you as much about it as you want, you know? So sometimes, sometimes you'll come to my place and I'll show you my miners and like, I have a node, I have a lightning node. Oh, so I'm uh, I'm part of the Bitcoin network, cool. meaning like, you know, I'm part of the people who's like making it work. Like Bitcoin could run at my house if it was shut down everywhere <laughs> else. You could come to my house and we could send transactions. Very cool. You know, like in Arizona's the uh, from from what's happening right now, Arizona might be the first state in the United States to uh, make it legal tender. Oh, and yeah. I think Colorado the Colorado that I just read um, is accepting it for taxes. Ooh, see, that might be another state. So we're right on the verge of this thing. And so when earlier when you said you missed the boat at at that time, that's what everyone has said the whole time for twelve years. Yeah, I've been saying so, that for a while. So and you have to understand that Bitcoin's divisible down to one Satoshi, which is eight decimal places out. And someday you will look at Satoshi's more like you look like a dollar. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's not worth anything. And that market, the market cap which is the the whole entire value of Bitcoin is like this. And then this is our fucking debt and the GDP of, it's probably oh, much it's smaller. Isolated. It's, it's, yeah, I got what you're saying. It's smaller than. It's way smaller. So when you, and that's how you calculate price is market cap is price times supply. There's only 21 million Bitcoin ever. You know how many millionaires there are in the world? So, Point being is once we get into a Bitcoin standard, if you even have 0.0001 Bitcoin, you got something. Nice. Yeah. So it's still early. So it feels like you missed the boat, but you did not. But it's, but when you, if you wait four years then you're going to be like, damn, I missed the boat again. I'm going to, I'm going to actually put, put. And you can, and you can split it. Yeah. You could put part of your direct deposit in there. Yeah. I think. And then you just don't touch it. And that's what you do. You don't even look at the news. It's all irrelevant. Just let it go. 
and then you're going to be um, in the future, you will be financially secure because you will have started accumulating the new money before everybody else, or at least most people. But it's starting to become pretty. Dude, it's starting to it's starting to pop up around me. Like the guy next to me in ceremony, we talked about it a bunch on the thing. It's there. on. I mean, crypto uh, commercial ads were all over the Super Bowl. There they were like four that, of them, yeah. four or five of them. You know, and they got some of the biggest names in society, you know, but it's tag teaming. It's, it's important to remember this too. Crypto and Bitcoin is the distraction. Bitcoin is the prize. Gotcha. They're going to tell you, you know, that when you first, this is why I like cash app too. They only sell Bitcoin because the guy who runs cash app is an actual Bitcoiner. You know, yeah. Jack Dorsey. Shout out, Jack. Jack Dorsey's <laughs> doing amazing things in the space. He's actually a Bitcoiner, so he only sells Bitcoin, and that's why he lets you take it off. The other places just want your money and fees. They just want you to speculate on Doge or Shibu Unu or whatever the fuck. Okay. Yeah, so you got to ignore the space. The crypto is like the internet of the 90s, and that's there was a bubble, and it crashed, and 99.9% .9 of everything went away. That's crypto space overall. Okay. Bitcoin is the is the protocol of the internet. It's the thing that is the backbone of everything. And it's the thing that's not going to go away no matter what. Wow. So that's a shortcut. I spent years learning this. I got into crypto, lost a lot of money. I traded and I've learned my lessons and it's like the shortcut is this, oh, I got you. you know, like just buy Bitcoin and hold it and don't fucking even listen to what they say about it. Okay. Yeah, dude. Oh man. Okay. How are you doing? Oh, this has been yeah. I'm hungry and we got to train. I'm in the middle of a fast, so I'm not going to be eating. What yeah. time is it? Uh, you got it. 420 on the dot. Yeah. About that. Perfect timing. Well, yeah. dude, you've been yeah. such a pleasure. Dude, it's this been is awesome, like man. The, this is like definitely one of the best shows we've had. Really? Dude, yeah, this your, is definitely the long, story, one of the longest you shows. You got to understand that great, like man. your story and your perspective is super important. You know, it's like when we're talking about 9/11, it's like you can tell the story from the inside. You know exactly how it went down. You know what I mean? A lot of us are speculating and it's like yeah. for me, for me to believe things, I have to experience them. I have to understand them on my own terms. And so you have a beautiful perspective that is very powerful and that's what, you know, that's what makes you a healer. <sighs> I don't know everything about that stuff i know what my instinct and what i'm seeing and like certain things line up with like certain things that people call conspiracy theories line up with what i was like hmm, well yeah that's not really hmm, well that actually is what happened with yeah you know it's like yeah and i <laughs> and i like to I, Those I, kids I are twenty-one years all. old now, and they're 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 nine eleven is COVID. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and I I allow for every reality, as in like I think everyone's experience that of what they project is reality for them. I just think that I enjoy uh, a reality where I see a full picture that is a beautiful projection of it's of what I want to be. And so I like to understand the world through a lens of like, oh, there's a couple bad apples yeah. that are pulling the strings. People are good. Yeah. I don't want to believe that like half of the world is bad people. You know what I mean? That's what you're made to believe. That's what they're you're told to believe is that it's us versus them. It doesn't matter what issue you're talking about. It's us versus them. And it doesn't matter if you're them or us. It's just, it doesn't matter. It's what all the happened, same shit. What happened to individuality? Why are we now generalizing? We're giving it away. 
why are we generalizing people when people are individuals and they have their own unique individual thoughts and processes? Yeah. People forget that and they generalize. That's the problem. Yeah. Nobody's should be labeled as anything. Too much division, too much separation in, in, in what I can see. And, and a I, lot of pain. Yeah. And it's, right now people are waking up to it, man, yeah. rapidly. And I think that's what, that's what creating, I see. Creating our vision in detail is what I call it. COVID, creating our vision in detail. So if you, if you can see things for what they are, it, this is an opportunity to rebuild. This is part of the transformation. We have to break it down before we can rebuild. Historically, that is completely accurate. Um, if you look at one system to the next, there's always been a certain level of destruction and bloodshed to it's get to the be, next phase. Got to burn it down. That's that's the. When I was in San Francisco, I one of my good friends is a communist, and we were always talking about like, well, how do you get to the next stage? Mm-hmm. And it's through like the Civil War was an example of one of moving on to a next stage. That involved a lot of bloodshed and like the monarchies that we destroyed uh, when the people rose up against like that kind of stuff and all these are, like there's and hopefully like we don't have to do that like it's just Bitcoin <laughs> Trojan horse <laughs> telling you like, it's, why it's, do we it's, have to break so many eggs to make this omelet Bitcoin <laughs> like because soon the soldiers will just say no I'm hoping yeah. Yeah, I, I. It's really hard when you threaten people's livelihoods to get them to 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 stand against those in control of the of yeah. your life. Yeah, it's really hard. Of course, I'm hopeful. You're threatening because they got kids, and and from their lens is not not saying that you know that they shouldn't, but like it's really hard to coerce them. But I know that when I was in the army, I would never ever 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 hurt a civilian, like. American, like I would never turn my gun on an American. Yeah, you know, if they told me to, I'd be like, "You're fucking." I I quit. I join the other side. Like that's me. Yeah, and hopefully there's people like that. So as long <laughs> as that's the case, with Afghanistan like, all wrapped up, we're not creating the, any more traumas. You know, we. You know, I used to be like not into guns. Like I was brought up like to be a good Democrat liberal person, and I totally bought into all that stuff. Right, and I was against guns, and I'm. I'm still not a person who's like interested in them and I don't hunt or anything, but now I understand that it's like, I want to protect myself from tyranny. Yeah. I'm not scared of people. No, they'll just drop a, they'll drop a UAV on this now. They'll just, they just hit us from the sky without even being able to see. Yeah, that's true. Like, what difference is it going to make? It's not going to make at this point. Like, yeah. honestly, you're not going to like, if they want to target and like destroy opposition so but who actually who makes that happen well who does the final uh you know what i mean who pushes the button uh the uav pilot okay who's probably in vegas flying in underground base remotely they do that like they have a whole part from what i understand so we're hoping that that guy won't do that to the americans civilians (sighs) How many? I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, you know, and hopefully, you know, we we ended the Afghanistan situation by dropping a strike on innocent people. Think about that. 
there was a 13 soldiers were killed and in retaliation we killed like a bunch of children and kids and, and aid workers that was our exit that was the footprint that we left there that was what that was that though is very symbolic for the whole fucking situation and until we can like start telling these people no we're not doing this anymore like yeah there has to be i mean the consciousness and it's the whole fool me once thing you know and these young kids these up and coming kids who are the future of whatever this life hopefully they can see and steer away from another path and learn from our mistakes because um if not, they're gonna get stuck in the same cycle and they're gonna have their own their own Vietnam or Afghanistan and they're gonna have their own world war. And the I people who make the millions and, and 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 the lead the, the so called leaders that, that 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 don't lead from the front, you know, they're gonna continue to get rich and it's it's gonna be that fortunate son song, you know, it ain't me. Yeah. You know, and you know, yeah. So Hopefully, this generation is, is really paying attention, and like they, got, it's hard though when we put a phone I, in their face, isn't but it? But I, I, but I <laughs> believe they are, and it's uh, easy to distract them though with the technology we have. We're just right. Well, and that would be like that's why we want to get everyone into the metaverse, right? Like so they can, you know, I don't just even know anything in, about that yet. It's like living in fucking virtual reality. Like this is on the verge of happening. That's to scary people. to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it's driven by Facebook and oh, these, is that the distraction? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that would yeah. get, you know, kids disconnected from their reality. But I, I just see him overcoming it. Because what I see is a lot of individuals. You talked earlier, like, we forgot about individuality. And right now, you know, a lot of, you know, older people want to say, like, oh, kids are lazy this days or this or that. And it's like, no, they're just fucking tired of your games. <laughs> they're tired of your shit. And they're yeah. not going to go down those paths. They're like, wait a minute information's free on the internet. Maybe I shouldn't spend $60,000 and get in debt for my whole life, you know? Agreed. And that's one step towards deprogramming or not getting the programming to begin with. You know, people are going to start waking up to the fact that public schools, everything we do that is an institution is preparing you to be, uh, you know, just an element in their illusion. A cog in the wheel. Cog yeah. in the wheel. They're They're just moving the pieces. It's not... You know, the people are pulling the strings and painting the picture and putting it on the TV and everyone's like, oh, this is what we're doing here. And it's like, no, wait, you know what you were doing here when you were born. Yeah. You know, like yeah. <laughs> you're here to explore, to have a good time, to express yourself, you know, enjoy food, enjoy your connections, you know, like, yeah, we're figuring it's, it out. We're here to, to spread love and to to. We, to, we want to, to serve. To help each other, man. Yeah. Because yeah. when we serve, it comes back to us. When Once we realize, I, I realized at some point that I, I, you know, I had heard this stuff before, but it took me a while to believe it. That, you know, oh, if you do good things, it comes back to you 10 times. But like once I actually believed it and I started living that way, my life has been like up into the right, you know, like parabolic growth. And it's like, it feels so good to serve, to give, be of service. That's all anybody wants to do because then you get it right back. If you serve somebody, they're serving you. Yeah. And we all do that together. It's, a beautiful it's like, exchange. like, Hey, I got, I know how to build things and do electrical and I'm good at cars. You know, will you teach me jujitsu? 
I'm saying this is like <laughs> community stuff that we should be doing for each other. Right. We've boxed it into this financial system. We're tied it to a financial system. Right. And your system. value is based on your Instead money. of feeding who's hungry. Yeah. You know, we have an abundance so that we can take care of each other. We just, we've made it into it's this. so bullshit that there's not enough to go around. There is. There is 100% enough to go around. So much. Way more than we need. People don't have to go hungry. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah. I'm feeling on the verge of like new technology coming out, dude. I'm I'm thinking like there's going to be some new drop of like you can put this in your home and it gives you free energy type shit. Like I'm that's what I'm looking towards. Uh, trying, I have they YouTube, try to stifle that. I have YouTube videos like that I watch and I'm look working on creating things. You can make things that create energy because there's energy everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You're just learning how you can harness magnetic energy. Exactly. You can harness all types of energy. Solar power. Anytime. Pillows. Yes. Anytime <laughs> that you get to a certain point of like pushing a thing though, like it gets stifled. Government and right now we figured in. out energy. So now the story is ESG friendly. You know, now they're taking that and they're spinning it. Like now it's becoming another measure of control because you're a bad person. If uh, uh, that's another rant, another yeah. whole thing to go down, but it's like, yeah. and again, Bitcoin <laughs> energy, no Bitcoin stores energy. It oh. stores, it's, it's like, dude, I can't even tell you how, like, you think it's, it's going to be like part it of it fixes energy our frame? energy grid. And when you fix our energy grid, when you make that stuff more efficient, it's just, it makes things more efficient. We, we don't ever want to, the people pulling the strings don't want us to be more efficient. They want to create jobs. In a good economy, you have to have more jobs. And it's like, wait a minute. Okay, so we're coming up with better technology every year, and yet we have to work harder than we've ever worked to have a shitty studio apartment. For real. And you're going to blame that on... uh it's inflation. It's natural. The economics that they teach in school is completely a lie. Well, well the things they say in school are mostly a lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't used anything that I learned in high school or fucking grade school ever. And well, maybe, maybe math. Like, maybe interaction. Counting, the general counting quarters. <laughs> Dude. But that's, right. tied, that's tied to financial. Uh, financial is like, wow, man. Yeah. Even that's a, yeah. In through when we should be teaching them other things like you know i don't know how to be self-sufficient you know breath work meditation be that you know uh actual money principles you know <laughs> yeah. manifestation it's just All part things. of the structure, man. It's just it's the way it was put together, and we're it's it's our we're, job we're to to reimagine the. The new structure of the way Creating things Creating our be. vision in detail. Shout out Infinite Waters. Shout out. I got that from him. All right. Yo, good looking, man. Thank you so much for coming. So yeah. Much for me, Shade to light. Thank you so much. This is Bradley. Thanks, Bradley. Yes. Yo, how, uh, if, if we have other veteran homies that are trying to get in touch with you, is there is there ways that anybody can get in touch with you publicly? Like, Yeah. Um, you can look me up at uh, Combo Rangers on Facebook or Combo Rangers 82 at gmail.com if you have any questions about uh, Combo or um, the effects of it. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not really big on the social media stuff. I don't have a Twitter or I have a YouTube page, but Combo Rangers is uh, cool. Where you find me, it's it's Rangers, Combo Rangers because uh, of the challenge, and I want I'm trying to make uh, combo tabs to give out to my clients like a challenge tab for them when they do it. So 
yeah, I work with veterans and um, it's just a good way to help help them just find, you know, clear that energy and, and to find a new path because people do 20, 22 push-ups for veteran suicide and stuff like that. I see those videos, but like, are they really making an impact? You know, yeah. my job, my, 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 my goal, not job, but my goal is to be a bridge between uh, veterans in the medicine world. And if I can do that, just one veteran, I'm happy. I've, we've been able to take in seven veterans so far. Just um, getting started, man. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna personally make it part of my mission to assist you in that. Thank like you, just saying that, I'm like, I want to like hand out links to this podcast, like over at the place. There's a veteran's <laughs> place right down the road from me. Oh, yeah. Because some people are like ready for help. Like yeah. they're, they're seeking something different. And like, I, I love your mission to me is just like so beautiful. Thank you, brother. Yeah, dude. It's an honor yeah. to be, to be on this journey. I didn't think I'd be here, but you know, here we go. And, um, here we go. every time I serve combo, I, I have my own doubts and stuff like, like my, my really doing this, but when the ceremony is done, they're relieved. I'm just as relieved because like, oh, it just yeah. validates, like I am, here for this reason and my trials and tribulations have brought me through all of this just to be on this side i was wondering why i came back and a lot of my friend not i don't want to say i will i was wondering why i came back and some of my friends did and you know i i do i do work i did wonder that and like why am i still here and now i'm seeing like well I'm here to serve and they had their journey to go on and I have mine now and I just honor their memory and honor their journey with, and they did what they did as part of your journey, Yeah, you know, so you could do this, you can do this and you know, that's honoring them. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I know I felt their presence in ayahuasca, so I know I'll see them again. So I know like, I'm not afraid or I'm not sad. I am sad, but I'm 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 happy that I know where they are. They're back in the energy. They're back in this the they're they're on the next step. They're you know, their journey is, is continuing forward and you know, we'll catch up with them again. Yeah. You know. All beautiful. You know, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> beautiful words, man. Thank you so Thank much, you, brother. brother. Thank, Thank you, man. Guys. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> Sweets. <laughs>